Thanks so much for downloading the Have A Word podcast. We really appreciate it. This is the public episode. goes out every Monday. Did you know we do an extra episode? comes out every Wednesday. It's the Patreon exclusive. So to become a patron, to essentially subscribe to the podcast, you can do it from as little as £3 a month. Once you signed up, you will get the early release of the public episode. At least 24 hours early, you'll get to watch it in video form. You can also get discounts on merch, discounts on future live shows. There's loads of extra little weird stuff we put on there. But the big one is the extra episode every week in video and audio form it's like an hour and a half long recently and it's some of our favorite podcasting it's sponsor free we don't have adverts on it it's just me and adam really letting it loose because it's just for the patrons it doesn't go out on the normal internet and honestly we've looked around at what other comedians and other podcasts are putting out on their patreon this is one of the best deals in a patreon game for the equivalent of basically buying me or adam a pint to say thanks for the pod you get all of this shit sign up at patreon Patreon.com slash have a word pod. Really appreciate it. Now, I'm getting the word nuts. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. Who the fuck is that guy? Have you never seen me before? When she picked up every time she started to talk, give her the dick. Disgusting! She'll be like, hello. What? Oh, what, what, what I'm doing? This when you get it. What I'm doing? So nothing. Coming to you from the soon-to-be world-famous Habawad Studios, hidden away in the scenic hills of sunny Rancon, England. These are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Adam Rowe, Dan Nightingale, and Sensei Carl, with full HD video episodes on YouTube. Cha! Upset me! Don't be a rat. Download, subscribe, and tell a friend. It's the one and only Habawad. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Yeah, good. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm in such a good mood, you know. Yeah, I can tell. Pain. Played footy for the first time in ages yesterday. Got groin strain, got hamstring strain, got shoulder pain, but I'm like enjoying it. I want to get back in the gym. I want to be fucking oos. Why? I don't understand why you're enjoying it. I don't know. I think it's just like, I feel like I've done something because I've been quite lazy with my exercise lately. I've put three pounds back on Dan and... Oh, babe. Four pounds, sorry, four right. pounds back on. Um, and it's just making me feel, you know, like a, a time like this, you know, going through a breakup can be really difficult. And then you put on weight on and you're like, uh, no, I'm actually dead happy. Uh, and I just want to get ripped as fuck and be like, us. I don't, I, I want to be gorgeous. Right. I want to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What I want to do is get, what a strange thing to say. I want to be ripped. I want it to hurt me. I want to be beautiful. <laughs> I want to fly. I want to sing professionally. Like, are you all right? I, I love it do. when you've had a coffee. It's so <laughs> obvious. Like, I just want to be someone. I want to stand in local elections. I want to, you know, I want to be a member get, of the PTA. I want to get ripped, right? So right. that, like, you can see me abs through me fucking bomber jacket, get a load of new press shots taken, and then get fat again. Right. You, I think, have seen Paul Smith recently, haven't you? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, that's what exactly what happened to me when he came to do episode seventy-six. No, but he's 76. keeping it on. He, he wants to stay like that. I just want to look good. I've unfollowed him on Instagram. Have you really? Yeah, I don't want to see him. <laughs> don't want to see him. He used to be a little ginger fatty. 
And now he's a fucking turkey teeth. <laughs> oh, wow. Strawberry blonde muscle. Oh, God. Freaks me out. Well, that's good. How was the footy? How did you perform? Oh, I was on fire, you know. Goals? Yeah. Scored about six. Six goals? Did he really score six goals? It was a two-hour football game. Yeah. All right. Okay. Good. But yeah, I was. I played well. I, I had a really satisfying moment. We were talking on the way here. Yeah? I caused an own goal. Like I beat the same man three times and then just whipped across. It was a big pitch as well. Whipped. The, you know, one of those dangerous crosses that any I touch off anyone and it's in. Oh, it whipped the cross. You are overestimating your. This ability. is what. This in is what. In my head, I've got Gareth Bale yeah. flying down the left wing against Inter Milan. Fucking Adam Rowe, and then bang, and then Mykon shits it and it goes in. No, right, boy. So at one point I I did exactly that and in my head I looked no but seriously look you ask him didn't you didn't say that in the car no 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 no, no, no listen no. I you meg someone right I megged him went past him another guy come at me I put it round <laughs> him put me one on one with the goalie and I, like I could see the back page of the Daily Mirror with me on my shirt on me, and I put it well wide another <laughs> fella came over and he fucking punched his head and shagged some bird you never yeah. you beat two men and missed. <laughs> That was that was two sides of the same story. <laughs> I just I beat this guy. I levitated. I floated in my head yesterday. I was I was playing like Shaolin soccer. Uh, like I was jumping in the air. Like, Crouching tiger, hidden striker. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking hanging in the air. Bang! Volley, amazing. And then the car's like, yeah, you just beat two fat men and <laughs> fucking skied it. Not These were like the, like most of the lads we were playing against yesterday were like uh, academy graduates of like Liverpool and that, and I was still the best player on the pitch. <laughs> Shut up! The best player now he wasn't you? there. He doesn't know. Joe yeah, no. was annoying now. Amazing projection. So it was like a nine on nine game, but like I'm so competitive in everything I do. But there was like two or three lads on our team who just didn't care about winning. <gasps> and it just it, it's annoying though, isn't it? Like you know when we concede, I'm like, what are we doing? Oh. Fucking pack it in! And at one point, I was running down the right wing and there was a guy and I had acres of space and he tried to play the most complicated pass over to the left. And I went, come on, lad. And he went, um, excuse me, but uh I saw a pass and I just miskicked it. Is that okay with you? Do you do everything perfectly? And I was like, no. He went, well, shut up then. Because it's it, you know, we're all playing here and we're all friends. And I was like, you fucking gimp. As if you can't like take someone going, come on. I'm in acres of space. All you have to do, a little slide through. It's literally <laughs> like it's the fucking Champions League semi-final. What the fuck are you doing? I, in my head it is. I want you. You know what happened with Stephen Tries and uh, at that Wembley Cup thing <laughs> when the fucking team, but what's it? JFX. What's the fucking? Who were they called? JLS. The F two. That's it. JLS. It was JLS. Whoever they were playing and were taking it dead seriously. JLS. He's not the F two. The F two. He's not as good as the F two. No, what I'm saying is I cannot wait for you. This is my dream. There's so many dreams for this podcast. I want it to get big enough on the tube that they're like oh yeah we're doing that Wembley Cup we should get those have a word guys down <laughs> and like see you lose your fucking shit In when I bin off across and like is it, it's for charity so we've got disabled children and the stars of YouTube just to see you scream I, at I some kids. I can't turn it off. Who's trying to whip a ball in when he's like, mm. I can't t like at one point. So they, we played first to 30, right? That was the game. First to 30 goals wins. Right? Long game. 
And, uh, not, not a lot of defending going on. No. no okay. And, uh, at one point, our team was like 29-21 down. We lost. We were 29-21 down. But in my head, that's still a winnable game because it isn't over yet. So I'm still trying to run around like a fucking man possessed. And everyone else is just like, it's over, isn't it? And I'm, oh, it drives me up the fucking wall. Either, either play to win or just don't fucking play. What, what else are you competitive in? Everything. Life. Football. Podcasting. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Stand up. Mm-hmm. But that's all good. Anything I'm good at or, or want to be good at. Right. Anything else, though, like parking, shagging. What do you like? I am competitive. It's fucking like fucking race to come. Yeah! Race to make one again! <laughs> what, what's competitive parking? I don't know. I just, I just, he, he gives off the vibe no, of but like. like if, I, if I do parallel park and get it like right first time and it's a space just bigger than my car, I do sort of like sit in my car for 20 seconds like, whoa, see that? <laughs> I have literally reversed park <laughs> and gone, whoa! <laughs> almost just as you, you know, when you do that, yeah. Jared! Oh, yeah, li- li- like if you get it with one, like you don't even have to re- readjust, and you just go straight in, and the- there's space for like your car and my dick, and that's it. And you just get yourself nicely in. I do sort of look around. <laughs> I do like Bold, Bold Street in Liverpool is always chocker, but sometimes there's a space just big enough for your car. And if I just get it, I do sort of look out my window to be like, is no one watching what I've just done? Like, I honestly want someone to just open the door, you check the distance, you're like, that's no more than my dick. And then just a (laughs) random stranger to be like... (laughs) But I do sort of... And just go like... I do sort of think I I deserve it sometimes, when you just... Also, can I just say, what you've just done has reminded me... When you first pass your test, you don't do it at first because you're still like a fucking rules nonce, like like doing the feed in the and fucking check your blind spot. And then as soon as you've passed, within a couple of weeks, you start fucking. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold the steering wheel how I. And then the first time you reverse park, like a dad, and you're like, oh my god, that's how my dad used to do it. The fucking they're like they're, they're like know, wax on wax off but on the steering I wheel I know it's almost hack but I, do you know what I fucking love doing I love the hand behind the, the, the passenger seat yeah 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 and you're just like oh, oh yeah don't, don't use your mirrors look out the fucking window and then, kid and then like that just like, is everyone's is everyone's pussy wet yeah <laughs> I doubt it like one finger that's what I've started doing to Laura now I'm like do you need some kitchen roll because <laughs> you must be pretty damp down there <laughs> So now that's just become code for like whenever I'm being an absolute bore, like an absolute. I'm like, oh, I really think we need to paint the outhouses because uh, I've used a paint and it's a bit glossy and a bit shiny. And then Laura looks at me like you're a boring kind. I'm like, do you want some kitchen roll just to uh, get some other dampening sorted down there? But I really am competitive. Really is sexy and it just fucking spin it in your hand. It's I like I I play to win. What I mean, I honestly think you're getting like thinner to just compete with me. I really do. I think we got, like, did we get a tweet in the middle of lockdown when some random girl went, is it weird that I thought of fancy Dan from uh, the Have a Word podcast? pissed me off. And, like, literally, so I'm not even joking. I was like, and I was like, it is what it is. And since then, I am a stone heavier and he's three lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, and, uh, he's a fucking ball pedo. <laughs> Look at me reversing. <laughs> Dan, do you not play sports? Well, uh, good question. Um, he plays polo. I um, love a bit of croquet. Uh, no, I'm a jogger. 
you know, I'm a, I'm a lover. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like a bit of a run around. I've got some 12 kg dumbbells that I've used twice since Paul Smith came and did the podcast, and they've been outside fucking. Have you never played footy, no, or like rugby? Never, or? never in his life. Never no, kicked the ball. I mean that, but I mean like we we've played every day for like or every month for like 20 years. I don't yeah. have mates where I live, so who am I playing five side with? Etta and Laura. Like, Come on, you're, you're nearly four. Get the fucking cross track back, you little. <laughs> he yeah. won't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Daddy, I don't want to play with Adam anymore. <laughs> you play like a fucking child. <laughs> Grow up. My dad used to tell me off loads when I was a kid because I used to like two foot minute brother. I'm like, that's fine now because we're both adults. But when I was like 12 and he was eight, <laughs> fuck off. Love Let him know you're there. <laughs> that's how he learns. He's crying again. No, I don't. I'm not a bit. Yeah, I'm not. Don't play loads of sport. I've retired from cricket. You cricket player? Yeah? I used to be Ooh. until I, uh, I I went in the nets in Headingley, and uh, in nets in the nets. Like the so you've got net around and she can hit the ball. You just have a bowl. It's just literally bowling oh. and batting practice. I thought I just totally forgot the sports of cricket and there was goalkeepers then for a second. No, you just got it's really poncy. Where Yorkshire Cricket Club practice in Headingley, just off the stadium. Uh, you can rent nets and I was like oh I've got a bat you know I just have, you know and they pad you up and everything and a guy that we work for in, in Leeds called Toby Jones mm-hmm. wo- loves cricket he's, abs- he's a cricket obsessive it's like like I, how I am with NFL he's like that with cricket and he was bowling what he, I think he thought was like leg spin where it's meant to like come out your hand and then cut back in behind your legs and he was just basically going <laughs> It was one of the most painful experiences. To was it ne- John? I nearly <laughs> shot. I'm still standing. I'm still bowling. <laughs> nah, nah, and at nah. one point, I just I stopped batting against him because he was just putting them down the leg side so much. I was like, dickhead, what are you doing? And I, he got a bit eggy. And then he let one go and he just hit me on the fucking head. And 15 minutes later, I had retired from cricket because A, I'm shit. And also, I'm, I'm having fucking morons bowl against me. So I've retired from cricket. I've never, retired. I've never really played five aside. Retired, yeah, retired. Mate, a mate of mine from uni, his older brother sent Sven Goran Eriksson a letter retiring from international football. <laughs> That's excellent. Literally wow. printed it out and went. I just want to let you know that I'm no longer available for um, England selection. He was 24 years old and he worked in a fucking office. <laughs> It's fucking brilliant, isn't it? Because yeah. he had to think about his summer plans, didn't he? You know, <laughs> <laughs> World Cup 2006 was coming. Oh, oh. funny. Um, playing football, is that something that you think you're going to be doing in a one month's time, just out of interest? Are you talking about the inevitable second lockdown? I cannot believe that not we it. are using the word inevitable because... It. This is making me feel cray cray. What the fuck is going on, Ro? I don't really understand it because it seems like oh well, there's a lot of new cases at the minute, so we need to lock down. And it's like, but no one's in hospital, so it does, if everyone in Europe's got it, but no one's sick, why are we asked? Do you know what I mean? Do, is it? Does it feel like to you? It's that. It's confirmation bias. Whereas I feel like the people who were going, oh, there's not going to be a lockdown in March, were like, they were like, oh, it's not going to be a lockdown because it never happened before. Then a lockdown happened. They were like, oh. Like, we talked about it loads at the time. There were several people who we know who were like, I don't think there's going to be a lockdown. And then five days later, there was a lockdown. 
it, now it feels like it's those same people going, I think it's going to be a lockdown. Just because there was one. Is that the solution this time? Because FYI, it fixed fuck all. It just slowed it down, caused a recession, fucked everyone over emotionally and mentally, and now we're I'm, back in the same... What are we going to do every five months? Have I'm, a lockdown? I'm, I'm not doing another proper lockdown. Like, I nearly went mental when I had a missus and a dog. I'm not fucking looking at me same four walls and wanking and playing FIFA at the same time for months. I'm just not doing it. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it does for about an hour and a half. It's weird because I didn't experience lockdown. I don't know what... I wasn't here, so I don't know... What yeah, it's a right laugh. Yeah, it's honestly, fucking... It's such I'm a giggle. Tell, like, sorry, I'm doing this to camera. Right. For all of our regular listeners, and I imagine there'll be some people today who listen because of Larry, or you, maybe you're new to the podcast and you've just found it. So I'll let you know, this podcast and this studio is going fucking nowhere. I don't care if they lock everything down and they tie fucking old people to radiators so that they can't leave the fucking house. I will find a way to get to this studio. I'm not putting pair specs up. I've seen them every day for fucking months now. Carl's there. If I have to move into his house or his house to keep this podcast alive, it's fucking happening. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. I'm not doing another proper lockdown. Fuck your nan. Fuck my nan. Fuck everyone's nan. I'm still I'm still podcasting. It's good. Because Radio 1 is still going to be podcasting. Yeah. And we're arguably better than Radio we're 1. We're fucking well better than Radio 1. We don't do travel. We should start doing travel. That'll validate <laughs> us. Just look out the window like, yeah, there's no, there's still parking. <laughs> there's loads of parking in Runcorn. Not doing it. How are they going to... How are When people keep saying full lockdown, how is it possible that that is going to happen again? Like... I don't understand how... I, I know loads of people aren't going to do it this time. Because the first time around, everyone's like, it's just going to kill so many people. Like, one in five will be dead. You know, I won't be dead. He, he's dead. Like, and now everyone's like, nah, it's not that bad. There's not the hospitalizations. I know it's going to increase, like, but I'm, how are they going to make people do it? I'm becoming more, like, right-wing as it goes on. Just, like, not, not like, uh, not like politically, necessarily. And I would never vote right. I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't betray who I am in my city in that way just couldn't do it but I'm sort of just like you know save the economy fuck your nan just, yeah. just, just for a bit do you know what I mean <laughs> you can tell his nan's dead can't you <laughs> fuck my nan fuck your when you said that fuck my nan fuck your nan I was like nan uh, nan nan and row is dead <laughs> that's why that's why Adam's everyone's watching going oh god he's being really flippant about his nana no not so much <laughs> but yeah I'm just sort of like just like come on like talking to like the lads who own hot water and the lads I know who run bars in, in Liverpool who are just like people are going to fucking kill themselves I don't want to get too heavy there's going to be business owners who commit suicide if there's another lockdown there's so much uncertainty speaking hot water comedy club are probably in the most secure position of any other comedy club barring maybe the comedy store in the UK the comedy store is a well known international brand they'll be fine hot water have built essentially a tourist attraction in Liverpool that competes numbers wise with the fucking cavern club now so hot water are going to be fine they've got the assets in Paul Smith who's always going to sell tickets now other the, comedy the club the glee the glee's the other one that's safe financially I bet because because they won a big court case a couple against of years ago. Fox. <laughs> against Fox. Sued Fox about um, the name Glee because of the TV show and won. Which but is phenomenal. Apart from that, there's other comedy clubs that are going to struggle. And I'm talking to me mates who run bars in town. And they're like, lad, we don't know what we're going to do. We just about survived the first lockdown. Because they've still got liabilities. They've still got to pay 
they've still got to pay the rent, they've still got to pay the business rates, like, that's all still there. And yeah, you can get a loan off the government, but you've still got to pay that back at a time when you don't know when you're going to be earning proper money again. The clubs at Liverpool, they're having to put more staff on to make less money because they've got to have someone on the door taking your temperature. They've got to have someone taking your name and your number for track and trace. They've got to have people doing table service. You can't just go to the bar and get a drink. And the longer and longer it goes on, we said it last time, we put a video, I was about Matt Hancock. Businesses are going to die. And when businesses die, people don't know what they're going to do with their lives. And people who've been running successful businesses having to go on the fucking dole and shit like that. And they don't want to. They're not like scrounging. There's not going to be any other options. And then the company goes into huge recession. There's no way to come out of it. And do you know what will happen as well? Do you know the worst part about it? The richest of the rich, the billionaires who own the buildings and all stuff like that, they're in a position where a bar closes because the owner can't fucking pay the rent anymore. And a fucking billionaire comes in and goes, well, I'll just put my business in it i'll just put that and it's uh, it's fucking driving me mad do you know i mean there's two there's two things there about everyone being forced into recession it raises the poverty line yeah. and when the poverty line raises children suffer so this thing about like we've got to look after who who people that are retired that have their pension that should be isolating and i'm not trying to just be dismissive of anyone over a certain age but if you're vulnerable and you're old and your house is paid off and you've got a pension stay the fuck in your house yeah. and tell your grandchildren to leave you alone yeah. i'm sorry that's it. because lock, if everything shuts down if everything shuts down kids are forced in like under the poverty line and that brings huge like medical like emotional problems like they oh, it's so frightening but what i don't get about that is if businesses are abandoned how, like how does that serve if you're a tory landowner or a tory landlord how does it serve to have your your premises empty but they won't be awful empty. they won't be because the all... high street is fucking dying if you walk down the, the high street, street yeah. every third every third venue, yeah sorry i'm thinking shot, bars it's but yeah. gone and 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 what happens is when people just lose out like what we see is we we, th we see like tenants and everything but there'll be mortgages on those buildings so if the if they default on those mortgages, then it goes to the banks. Like it, this recession has a knock-on effect. It's not like Tories are just sat there going, "Ah, let's impoverish the country." It, traditionally, and this is a bit oversimplified, the rich want the poor working because that money is generated. It all ends up back in their pocket. If if businesses are empty, if businesses close down, if people are on the dole. That doesn't so serve any Tory well. Like, where is the common sense of, like, I get it, the restrictions, the spacing, all of the fucking face, mask, dick, all of that stuff, I, I understand. But to lock everything down, it's almost like just paying off your horrific debt with another high, high interest debt. It just knocks the problem down the line. It doesn't cousin. solve the problem. And this government cannot sort, track and trace to save its fucking life. So we lock down in, in the trust that, like, this gives you time to sort it out so we don't have to do this again. Ah, right, if you're uh, feeling the symptoms, uh, I know you live in uh, Rochdale, but could you drive to Aberdeen to find out if you've got COVID? Fucking ridiculous. I cannot believe a lockdown is on the cards. It's bullshit, and I'm not... Uh, look, I'm not... And look, by the way, we've said this before, but we're, we're very conscious at the minute that we're getting a lot of new viewers and new listeners... Everything we say on this, especially like this, we don't plan any of this. This is all free-form nonsense. Don't listen to us. 
We're not giving you advice. We're just talking. We're just emptying our fucking heads because this is a, a an avenue for us to do that in. Don't take any of this as advice. Don't take this as me going, you should do this, you whatever. I'm not doing another lockdown. It's not fucking happening. But where where will you go on your I'm not doing a lockdown? Here? <laughs> what I mean here. is I'm coming here oh, and I'll yeah, run yeah. illegal gigs. I will I will text everyone in my phone book and be It's not a Patreon episode. I don't give a shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just done. A, I just assumed I, he was doing a Patreon thing, like leaning. If everyone. the country's locked down and you still want to come and see stand-up comedy in some fucking derelict basement that I managed to put a fucking generator <laughs> and these fucking studio lights in, the, the option's gonna be there. Okay, I am fucking done. I will kill me. My mental health will go down. I just about survived the first lockdown, and at the time I had a missus and a dog, and we were trying to make things work. Me in a three-bedroom house on my own, looking at fucking photos of a relationship that's gone down the fucking toilet. Well, I've got no comedy and I'm not allowed to come and see you in here. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. Suck me dick. I will find a way to make comedy work. And if you want to come, message me. Message me on social media. I'll tell no one. I'll let you know when it is. And I swear to God, if there's any fucking busies who listen to this podcast and come and shut me down, I'll burn your fucking house down. (laughs) (laughs) Edit note. So so how how big was the coffee that you had? (laughs) Actually, was uh, I, I got a? Uh, this is because he's fucking scored six goals at five aside. Remember early on when I told you I, I like to rob things from shops? What did you rob? <laughs> Went in the Tesco, right, and they've got a Costa machine. Yeah. So uh, bad boy, bad boy. I went over what to you it. gonna do? What you gonna do with the cup? Got a lot. So the way it is, you, you select what you want, and then it prints a little receipt, and you take the receipt to the till, and it's like, I've, this is the receipt for this coffee, and they scan the receipt, and then you pay for that. So I got a large coffee cup, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then I pressed regular Americano. So there was still space in it. Then give a fuck. Then I got a, an espresso, tipped that in, and just took the receipt for the la- for the regular coffee. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Don't give a shit. This is a comedy podcast and none of it is to be taken seriously. I'm I mean, totally lying. He just threatened to burn down police houses. <laughs> But apart from that, this is what's really edgy. <laughs> paid for a regular, got a large. No, it's not that. I paid for uh, I paid for a regular. I only put a regular in, but then I also put an extra shot of coffee in. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I essentially got like bad boy, bad boy. a four pound fifty coffee for one pound eighty eight. When it come for you, which bad. is fuck. That's a good deal, uh. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Yeah, it's also a good deal if you just take the coffee and walk the fuck out of the shop. <laughs> that's what he said. You know, when you just walk out with it, it's like, that's not the game. I'm not doing it. I can afford the coffee. I'm not doing it to steal it. I, w- I went to the till and I, he was with me. I went, uh, there's an extra shot in that good, coffee. A good deal. I said it to her. Have you got a new Ford Escort? No, I just found a car with the keys and the ignition. Just drove off with it. I think it's worth about four and a half grand. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the woman. I went, it's like Robin Hood. <laughs> I didn't have a Ford Escort. I'm poor. And now I've got a Ford Escort. I went to the woman. I went. I, I had a meal deal and me coffee. And I went, I love, there's an extra shot of coffee in that. And then I handed her me. But the woman who works there is a bit fucking dozy. And I, I know that because she's said me before. So I gave her the coffee. It was like extra shot of coffee in that. And then I gave her the receipt. And she just scanned it. And I was like, I did my job. I walked up. I told her there's an extra shot in it. And if she'd have gone, oh, there's a second receipt, you need to go and get that as well. I'd have gone, do you know what? Today I lost the game, and I'd have gone and got it, and I'd have paid full price for me coffee. But she just scanned me thing and gave me it for the price, and if anything, that means she robbed it. 
I love it. I love it how your head works. Double jeopardy. I'm, I'm trying to make them better. I'm stealing from them to try and make them better at the job. Uh, the worst amazing. mystery shopper in the world. <laughs> I said. <laughs> oh, God. We have to have a fucking interval. I need to lose some weight. My fucking tits are hurting. Oh, you did a, an Instagram post you want to talk about? I do, actually, yeah. Uh, are you playing the, the deaf mum music? Oh, no, sorry. What? I just looked over at Kylie went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that, it was something else. What was it? Uh, it doesn't matter, I'll, I'll say it with it. No, go on, tell us what I'll, it is. When you said interval, do you mean now? Yeah, but not right now. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do this first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I thought you would do it, because I knew what we were going <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> and I was being a dick, and I thought Carl was going, no, we joke, <laughs> hey, we joke a lot of, about a lot of things. But his dead mum, I mean, fuck his nana, she's long gone. And his mum in Everton, you don't fucking joke. And words, you don't joke about words. Sorry, go on. Sorry. Oh, so, um, not yesterday. What day is it? Yesterday. No, it was two days ago. So the 15th of September is uh, the anniversary of Mama Roe croaking it. Um, <laughs> my mum died on the 15th of September, uh, 2013. And so it was seven years uh, since we lost her two days ago and I uh, I just had a moment where like I've done stand-up material right about uh, like people who are sort of just attention seeking and using family deaths to get like likes and comments on Facebook and it, and I've always been like oh it's just like oh my mum's dead so tell me I'm amazing and I've done jokes about that because it sort of fits with my brand uh, but the other day I was just like very hypocritical and I don't really give a shit because I just like I had a moment it seemed such a long period of time and because I'm 28 like the because it's like seven is a, a factor of 28 I was like that's a quarter of my life that my ma's been gone for so I put like a a post on Instagram and Facebook um, just sort of emptying me me brain of the thoughts I had about it and like you know I never really felt like I've dealt with it because I've never cried a lot and I feel guilty about not thinking about her enough and um just how amazing she was and how, how she brought up me and my little brother despite the fact she was a, like a raging alcoholic like a bottle of vodka or two bottles of vodka a day towards the end which is a fucking that's a shift that, that is it? commitment <laughs> that's my line on stage I say I talk about I, I go people call it addiction it's not it's commitment to the sport of drinking <laughs> you ever drank a bottle of vodka and woke up the next day and thought again Champions League <laughs> boozing um and I just want to say thank you because a lot of the podcast listeners but also just my followers in general I've had like hundreds of messages from people saying uh, thank you for talking about your mum thank you for being honest about it and, and stuff like that and we don't do a lot of serious stuff on this podcast because it's not meant for that we want this podcast to be a funny break for people um, but yeah I think it's just like I forget how good it is to talk there's been we get a lot of messages every week from people going, funniest, episode, funniest podcast in the world, we love it, and we're very grateful for all that, but there's been moments on this podcast throughout, and if you're new to this and you haven't really gone back and listened to the whole thing, you don't have to. It's not a topical thing, and you don't you don't need to know what happened 40 episodes ago to get this week's. But like we spoke about my health anxiety at one point, and because that was serious, we had a lot of people get in touch about that. The last time we spoke about my mum, we had a lot of people get in touch about that, and... I just wanted to say, like, if you have lost someone, or especially t due to COVID, or you've lost someone around COVID, you haven't been able to see them at the last bit, and talk to people about it, talk because people understand. And I felt when I put that post up the other day, 
I felt a bit sort of because when I see posts like that, I'm always like, I understand you're grieving, but and I I need to judge people less because I put that up and the unbelievable amounts of love and affection and kind messages from people saying, "Look, you being that honest about me, mum has made me feel like I can be honest and say." this about me so many people um, it was dead nice and you I'm did it well grateful. as well like a lot of people just uh, oh, I just cringe a little bit when like someone goes oh Nana Beverly gone too soon 84 you're like not too soon no really <laughs> so good you know good innings as a retired cricketer I know that that is a good innings but you did it honestly and I think if you want to track back as well if you've just found the podcast on YouTube in the last sort of six, seven weeks, or from episode 67 when we had Paul Smith on, we've got the full episodes on YouTube. If you're wondering, like, why is it just episode 67? Because this was a podcast at the start of January. We started the podcast just in audio form, and we've built it from there. And at about episode 17, 18, we went into the lockdown. So at the start of this episode, if you're watching this going, God, that was a lot about almost politics and the lockdown like that seems really out of character with this pod it absolutely isn't <laughs> like we if you want to hear a diary of that lockdown go back to episode 15 when we first mentioned it and we basically chart the mental health of two bellends via a zoom <laughs> meeting and we we have we've had moments where you've talked about your health anxiety where we've talked about like told stories about addiction and and your mum's death and some of my favorite moments of this podcast but just just to follow up on what Adam said, people message us privately and tweet about stuff all the time. And there is a little bit of a community developing online, on Twitter particularly, of people who listen to the pod and interact with us. And we get a lot of messages. Sometimes we read it, sometimes we don't. We just had a listener that was in hospital getting surgery. We posted about it. She reposted it and then got a lot of love from other have-a-worders. Sorry, sorry, because you just said sometimes we read it, sometimes we don't. We absolutely read everything. I certainly do. I will read everything. But oh, I meant on the pod. Read it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry. Just, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'd, some some we don't, like, say on the podcast. Well, some people but, ask us not to. They just yeah. they just want to talk. But if you're yeah. going through something, and I know we're making light, and we're some of it's, like, like real anger. Some of it's a, a genuine annoyance. But we're happy doing what we do, and we'll, and we'll get through it. We've got it in perspective. But if you're going th- through something mentally and you're going through something with your health anxiety, message us or post it on Twitter with our listeners and you will find support, even if it's just some someone commenting or even if it's a, a genuine question where you need a bit of help. Our listeners, the people who've been listening from the start, are so tuned into this stuff and that's why Adam got that response, I think, on Instagram and that's why we get such a positive vibe from Twitter because people do look after each other. So just... Throw something out there, you'll get you'll get a response. And just before we go to a break, I want to tell my favourite story about me mum. Um, and I might have said this to you before on the podcast, and maybe the people who've been listening from day one already know it. You'll know what it is. Um, but I just want to tell it again because I think it might be a nice clip to put out from this because just to sort of round off me week, I haven't uh, spoke about it so much. So have I told you my mum was very superstitious and about the birthdays? Have I told you that story? Go on. So in 2013 right the year she ended up dying it's quite a big year for birthdays in our family i turned 21 in january my mum turned 50 in may and my little brother was turning 18 in the in the december um now my mum was quite superstitious so this was about march so i'd already had my birthday um i'm sat in my mum's uh, bungalow with her and she goes adam uh what uh what day was your birthday on this year and i said it was a friday mum 
And she goes, oh, right, because my, my birthday, your birthday and Jack's birthday, always on the same day of the week every year. Don't know whether you know that. And I didn't, but then I've checked it and it is every year, apart from, I think on leap years it might change, but then it changes back the year after. Always on the same day of the week, right? So uh, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And she goes, so Friday? And then she went, oh, no, no. And I go, what? And she goes, well, that means our Jack's birthday and his 18th as well. That will be on Friday the 13th this year. It's so unlucky to have such a big birthday on on Friday the 13th. And she sat there for like a minute, just like quiet watching the telly. And then she went, oh, no. I'm turning 50 as well. And my 50th is going to be on Friday the 13th. And I said, it absolutely fucking won't because your birthday is the 24th of May. <laughs> 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 and that's just a little insight into who my mum was as a fucking person. Uh-huh. Absolutely the most wonderful, loving, caring mother that this world has ever seen. Dead intelligent with most things and a stupid fucking twat with <laughs> so much other stuff. I love her and I miss her and I like telling that story. So there you go. All Let's right. have an advert. What's happening, lids? Today's sponsor is Beer 52. Beer 52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. If you're into your beers, your ales, your stouts, Beer 52 is the place for you. They've teamed up with Have A Word, this podcast, baby, to give our listeners a free case of eight beers. You will get eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack. You just pay the $5.95 postage. You can pause or cancel your membership to this discovery club at any time, but until you do that, they're going to keep sending your beers they're gonna send you a different theme every month previous themes have included germany california belgium korea new zealand south africa and many many more every month you'll get a new theme of beers sent to your house and i'm telling you right now i signed up for this a few months ago myself and i ain't been cancelling anything i'm still tippling away just go to beer52.com slash word and claim your free case now that's b-e-e-r-5-2.com slash w-o-r-d do it now baby Please go get yourself some free stuff on us. Don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash have a word pod. So we have. <laughs> what? Huh? That was, is that just because I was so silent? No. Oh, you were you were eating dicks. I wasn't. He what? was. He wasn't. Was he licking dicks? It was because you were like. Off, it makes no sense on audio, but Dan was very quiet and very pensive for like ten seconds. Oh, I was just trying to get—I was just trying to be a pro and leave a nice, clean edit point. But whenever now, <laughs> and if you've not watched before, the only way I can see him eating dicks because I've got such prominent like there you go, is by watching it on the camera because I can because we've got a selfie thing. So now I'm getting weird about watching this at distance with shit eyes already, and then you're like, <laughs> you were doing that though, weren't you? No, you were, you were licking dicks. No. I just done that one then when you're looking at the camera so that right right it's really insensitive considering our guest um <laughs> you fucking prick <laughs> Nick Worth has messaged uh she's been coming to the she, secret gig she says he I don't want to assume gender I wouldn't do that they say <laughs> did you just have a pube in your mouth mate <laughs> woman. how fucking deep how deep do you go into the licking dicks thing he's there going <laughs> and then he just went I was like oh my god were you were you drinking dicks then no, I took a chewy out my mouth no but it looked like you've been doing you've been literally licking dicks so much that you went oh god pube 
<laughs> oh shit, imaginary puke nightmare when you get one in your mouth. Uh, Nick Worth, they have sent a message go, sorry, she sent a message go, hi both. I have a would you rather for Carl. Would you rather spend a week in Adam's body or a week in Dan's body living their lives doing everything they would normally do? Thanks for the laugh. Can I tell Nick. you right now, before we answer before he answers, <laughs> I know exactly what he's gonna say. He's gonna pick mine just so he can ruin my life. <laughs> Look at this. Liam has also said if you could do a Freaky Friday body swap with each other what would be the first thing you did in each other's bodies and then Ashley Bowman's put Grandad and the Yeti if you swap bodies for the day what mayhem would you cause and Grandad would you go to the hairdressers you know treat yourself to a chip trim oh I love that just at the same time three listeners independently have gone yeah, I think I've just watched Freaky Friday and I'd like to know what Have A Word would do with it. First of all, before we do our, our body swap, Freaky Friday, what would you do? Can, but just before he even does that, because I'll forget about this if it goes out my head. So, um, <laughs> obviously, like, our regular listeners will know, I recently broke up with a long-term girlfriend who has left and she finally left the house and I went back to it the other day and I was so nervous to get a shower because it's ended really amicably and quite nice, apart from a couple of things, but I was just like... She was being so nice that I was suspicious. And when I got a shower, I picked up my shampoo and I nearly didn't use it because I was like, she could have filled this with hair removal cream. And I thought it was going to be a fucking seal. <laughs> hair removal cream would be fucking brutal. But I'm sure I she hasn't done anything, but I am throwing, I'm throwing all the food away. I'm throwing all the salt and pepper away because I'm like, that could be arsenic now. I'm throwing away all the shampoo. I've had a shower with the shampoo. Do you think she's got murderous tendencies? I think she would love to just fuck me up a little bit. Yeah, but not like arsenic. I am te- I am, I am, arsenic. Laxatives is banter, isn't it? I emptied like a bit of the, the shower gel out before I used it in case she'd put like blue ink in or something and, and turn me into a smurf. Fucking peroxide. Yeah. Holy shit. I would love to see you, Romanian national team, 2002 style. <laughs> see, my brain immediately goes to the stand video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear Dan, I'm wrote to you, but I'm not coming to the studio. <laughs> I like that, Dan. Dan Petrescu. It was 2000. It was Euro 2000. Yeah, they, it, it, the Romanian national team in unity all dyed their hair blonde. It was really embarrassing because it basically, if you watch the replay of that, we got knocked out of Euro 2000s by a load of fucking Biebers, basically. It was really annoying. Uh, I'd, choose, I'd choose Adam. Right. I'd, sh- I'd shave me head. Shave. shave. You're going for a shave? A bald. Have you ever... What, actually, bick it? Every bit of hair in his body is gone. <laughs> can I just say... Can so I just like say... like Freezer from Dragon Ball Z in a final form. His life is more fun than mine. And I... Listen, I love you, Laura, and I love being a dad. <laughs> but I've just had two afternoons off, and I spent every fucking minute of it in the garden, chopping down shrubbery and making a bonfire. Now, personally... I quite enjoy that shit. Secretly, I'd like to get cocaine and do that, but I've got responsibilities. And I don't know if you know about parenting. You can't pick your kid up from nursery when you've got class A's in your system. It's just frowned upon like, I said a good day. Well, she's not eating anything, is she not? I can understand why. Right, but if you lived in my body, you'd be like, Laura would be like, right, can you do? And it'd be dull for you. Mm. He, even though I'm not saying he lives a fantastic, exciting life, he, yesterday he played fucking five aside. He eats dicks. He's he's having fun, isn't he? He's you've got more options with him. But his life would be untenable after seven days of me having it. Full seven days you're taking. Oh, it would be untenable. A week in the life of our lid row. <laughs> I'd book as many gigs in as possible. 
and be as racist as possible. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're going to come on the podcast and be racist. Like, well, uh, <laughs> bad that. Now he's talking. He'd be dropping n bombs, p bombs. He'd be calling people. He would. He would ruin me life. No, he wouldn't. No, Dan. He loves you. No. No, exactly. no, 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 no. Also, no. he now part owns a podcast that you are part of. Look, so look, why would you do that to yourself? Dan, listen to me, right? I'm telling you right now, I love him so much. And if I could run him over, <laughs> I would. Where our friendship from the start has been built on like a strong like you can't be best friends with someone unless you know where, when and how you're going to kill them. It's always it's always killing If you it. scratch and if you go enough under the surface with Roe, it will end in murder. <laughs> what would you do if you could be another person from I'd just go on a killing spree, okay? What would you do if you could go back in time? Oh, I'll go back to like the eighteen uh, hundreds and kill loads of women. What would you do if you could be Carl for the day? Oh, I'd kill someone and then myself. Ah like <laughs> It doesn't always have to be about murder. Oh, look, I just like the, the thought of killing someone knocks me sick. Right? Jovi's nice no, to me. No, it doesn't. Jovi's nice. If he's nice to me or I'm nice to him, we're like, what's wrong? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know if, what you mean. If he says something and he needs, like, a, a shoulder to cry on, the shoulder is stop being a fucking. Yeah, quilt. yeah. Stop being a. Yeah, stop okay. Being a quilt. Well, that's. I mean, traditionally, that has been a lot of British friendship, on it? Like, you know, come on, you funny. She left you two weeks ago. It's really like, healthy, toxic but, masculinity, isn't it? But you, you're, it you're supportive when it counts. Like, I can't handle that banter. I'd be like, Adam, can we have a little bit of a word? I'm more of a vagine than that. I've watched you two together. It is a little bit. It's intense. But to, to, to be in his body for a week, to shave his head. So he's big bald. P.S. would not look good, right? He, uh, uh, are you the, are you competitive about that? Are you genuinely are you genuinely getting annoyed? I'm saying you look better with hair. Oh my god, Adam! You, no, no, you, but you didn't say that, did you? That's okay to say. It would not. You'd look, look better with hair as well. Everyone looks better with hair. What you said sure. is I wouldn't look good. I'm gonna make a picture and slide it in now of you bald. Full bald, full, full. Right, I'm just saying that is a bit of bounce doing a, an Eminem moment. Will the wheel turn lady Please, that would be funny. But to go on at like a gig, <laughs> like the Jonathan Ross stand-up show, like oh, we thought you were really good the first time round, and we're going to want you on to do the second series. We're filming it weirdly next week, and then Carl goes on and goes. <laughs> You massive. Was that supposed to be Jonathan Ross? Oh, it's a fucking. Because it sounded more like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he thought put it there. Just say his ass as W's. It's that easy, isn't it? Yeah, that's Adam, not the point I'm making, boys. I Adam think we're getting Wall. lost in the weeds. Adam Wall. Would you? Would you really? No. Go on. No, you wouldn't. I do subtle things. Like you know what I'd do? I'd go on his ex. ex Fuck his credit up. That's I'd go on his ex girlfriend. Fuck it up. I guarantee you, the, the only thing you could do to my credit rating is fix it. <laughs> I'd go on his Not his ex It was XX I'd go like A year down In an Instagram Start liking and Just like one I've never told you this Right Oh this is funny I just I'd, do subtle shit I've never told you That's this That's evil I like right? it So I can't Is it the Facebook one yeah. yeah Have I told you it I was there So I worked it out So uh, I was This was about Six years ago or oh, something. Wow, How long have you been with Celica? 
Uh, coming up to nine years. So is Mrs.'s best mate? Put a ring on that her. I know of. She's got other. I, the the one that I knew is a girl called Stacy, and I met Sarah and Stacy before Carl did because I work with them both at a nightclub. And we were in Carl's once playing FIFA, and he went to the toilet and he left his phone just uh, on the bed. And I went to Stacy's Facebook profile, scrolled through like four years of profile <laughs> pictures, and then just liked three in a row. Because it's so subtle Because like If you comment something They can reply And then you can be like What the fuck I didn't write that comment But if you just like something From years ago What that says is Hey I've been looking Oh yeah 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 It's subtle I was just trying to cause murder Do you want to know The le- the the less subtle version of that This is about 10 years ago Me and my best mate Bondi Who is a very well paid moron uh, <laughs> We were hung over In a cafe in Manchester After a very boozy night out And as a joke I was like if you give me your phone for a minute you can have my phone for a minute and we can do anything we want right <laughs> so hang on <laughs> wow so, so he took my phone and I took his I think he sent something like he tried to find a girl like an ex-girlfriend and went oh, I really miss you or something and I've always fancied you. He sent it to what he thought was my ex, completely misjudged it. It was just a girl that I'd known, not nothing romantic, and like a message like that to my Auntie Carol, who the next day message went, oh, I think you sent a wrong message to me. And I went, yeah, I did, Auntie Carol. She went, right. I had his phone for a minute, and I know how to work fucking multiple texts. So I, I wrote, I'm so fucking horny right now, I wish I was deep inside you. And then just started fucking picking women's names in his phone and sent it to six girls. Fucking hell. Half an hour later, we got a call from one of his dental mates that was on his honeymoon with his wife, new wife. No. And I had sent... No. I had sent, I am so fucking horny right now, I wish I was deep inside you. (laughs) Bundy! Bundy got a phone call going, right, I want to fucking know why you think it's acceptable to send that fucking message to my new wife (laughs) on our fucking honeymoon. (laughs) And he had to be like, oh, right, right. My mate's a fucking idiot and he had my phone and I was sat, oh, you know, when you're like hot and like sweaty because you know you've done something bad, but also you're really proud of yourself because you're a massive raging twat. That's so funny. That's evil, isn't it? Don't don't play that game with me. I did something bad to Rob Mulholland once. Comedian Rob Mulholland, who will at some point be a guest in this studio. That's made me feel sweaty retelling that story because of, you know when you've got like... like, It's fucking brilliant. Like a memory of like, I remember Bondi's faces, he was like, go on, tell me the Rob story. Fucking that's got me sweaty. I was doing uh, the gig at uh, Tiger Tiger in Leeds that Alan Anderson runs with Rob Mulholland. Rob was comparing and he goes on to compare and before the show, he was newly single at the time. He's been in a long-term relationship for a while now, but he was newly single. And he was on Tinder and he was like, this is a girl I was fucking a few years ago and we've just matched on Tinder, you know, I'm sort of thinking like I could sort of go and see her again for a bit or whatever uh, now that I'm single. And then he went on stage, but he left his phone open on the conversation with that girl. And she, the last message she'd put is, um, <laughs> so why have you broke up with your missus? And I put, to be honest with you, I'm so glad we've matched. 
because I realised that it was never as good as it was when I was with you. I think I love you, and I think we should start building a life together. And he come off. He was so emotionally devastated to get the second text of, from Rob Ball and going, "No, that were a bit of banter." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, literally on right move, like, "Oh my god, we just need a two bed place. <laughs> we're in love again." <laughs> oh. Don't don't let like I'd never do that level of banter if it was just sat on the table because then I'd be in the wrong completely. But if you've done the phone swap moment, yeah. then it's like, we've made a little deal. Well, we, we, we've grown up a bit now, because when, when I'm... Yeah, I don't think I'd do it now. When, 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 uh, whenever we're together at the minute, I'm always driving. So when we come here, he lives in the next road to me, so I pick him up and we drive here. It's, it's stupid to bring both our cars. So he, he has the password to my phone now, and he can put songs on. But we sort of have like... A sort of unspoken rule, but I reckon this is the rule. Like, if he if he logs onto my phone with me passwords to put the music on, he wouldn't do anything. But if I left that open there, and that's my fault, I went to the toilet. Gentleman's agreement. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, we haven't even spoke about that, have we? But that's the, if that was open, you'd do something. I've like nipped in behind, haven't I? Yeah, behind, yeah. Broke the offside. You put a security tag in the back of his jacket. Yeah, and didn't, didn't tell work. Him I found it like two days later. Uh, I found it before ahead. he put that on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. That it's it's brutal the unwarranted that's oh no but then that's what you're saying isn't it basically when I give you the phone to do something don't be a dick about yeah, it yeah but the thing is like if you did that I'd be like what are you doing but I know him so I know that he's is- gonna do it I know I've got to lock that phone so that he doesn't do that also like, and it's been yeah. there for 12 years of best friendship and also people who do the fa- is it called a face right when you take the phone yeah. yeah and you do that you can tell who's good at it because <laughs> just you you're trying to you're trying to score but if you swing for the fences and be like oh I've got the phone I fuck kids I really love fucking kids fucking Facebook update everyone goes oh yeah that's a but that's a that's an obvious someone's nicked your phone well, also just being like I don't know I probably shouldn't have voted leave you're like that's boring you need to score without going for the fucking too big a shot the best, the best, most horrendous one that I've seen of a, a Facebook oh, attack like that. Oh, oh, is that what? Have we changed the name? Ryan from Beerkeller. No, I'm talking about Tony's. Hang on. Have we changed the name to Facebook attack? Uh, you'll see why in a second. Right, okay. I'll tell Tony's. You tell Tony's in a sec. So this one that i seen. <laughs> I love it how we've just literally never talked about this. And we've unearthed a file of stories <laughs> that we didn't know we had. Because we've done so many episodes. We're like, yeah, what should we talk about? And now they're like, oh, this is a whole new file. <laughs> so there's a, there, there's a lad I know. And he's a dead, lovely lad. Like, and he's just a nice guy. I work with him in bars and stuff. And <laughs> I had him on Facebook. And... This was so brutal, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So I I seen his Facebook update, and there was two right after each other on my timeline. So the first one was a post, and the second one was new profile picture from this person. The post said, "Guys, I'm coming off social media for a bit. You're all gonna read something about me in the Liverpool Echo tomorrow that I hope my closest family and friends know isn't true. I really appreciate the support." I'd, I'd really appreciate support during this time if you've got my number feel free to message me and then he changed his profile picture not to a picture just to the words I am not a rapist and I seen that and I was like what's he done what the fuck is going on oh my god I, I thought I knew this lad this is and it turned out it was just his mate dicking around his mate is 
an evil genius. His mate also changed the password to his Facebook so he couldn't get in and change it. Oh my god! And that is the absolute masterstroke. Tony's is um. Is it Tony? Oh say you won't say, you won't say the names. But that yeah. moment when you're trying to log into your Facebook and your nana's ringing you and you can't. You're literally trying to send an email to Facebook and you can't keep on the app because your phone keeps going off. Going, love, I've just read something online. <laughs> what have you done? Amazing. So, uh, Tony um, borrowed his friend's. Mo- he's like, lad, can I ring such and such? Gives your phone. So he's got Snide. access. So you don't say no to that, do you? No. In, a, in, a, in a pub with all the footy lads they're all there <clears throat> Tony goes out he changes in the contacts his number to his name is now mum so Tony's name oh. in the phone is mum and he switched mum to Tony so they switched round so when Tony texts this lad it comes up mum mum so he's deleted all history of texts so it's not like it's obvious there's no previous text to read and he texts another genius move he texts, this is horrendous you know so gives him his phone back leaves it an hour and then texts off his phone like on the sly leaves it an hour the control yeah the restraint so up pops mum on his phone texts off mum I'm on a night out maybe she wants to know if I'm okay I just want to say at this point you've you've actually got something slightly wrong here he went one step further than this so he did delete all the messages but then he he, he mirrored the conversation he'd had with his mum. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the the previous messages from his own phone now looked identical to the conversation he'd been having with his mum. So like, it wasn't like it popped up and there was no previous message. Be like, this isn't from my mum because there'd been me past yeah. messages with my mum. Okay, so he, who the fuck it. is this guy? Who the fuck is, is that, that guy? guy? So anyway, he's waited an hour and yeah. his phone and he texts this lad. Up pops mum. I won't say his name. Uh, blah blah. Uh, your dad's gone out. I want you to come home and bang me. <laughs> so up pops mum. Name, your dad's gone out. I want you to come home and bang me. I think you've got that wrong. Are you sure? I'm almost certain, and I'll be happy to be corrected if I'm wrong, and we'll try and find it or we'll speak to him in a bit and we'll, we'll clarify it. I'm... No, I know you're wrong. Why? So he said... He didn't say your dad's gone out. He said... Whatever his dad's name is, let's say it's John. Yeah, yeah. They went, John's gone out now, and Tony's out. Come round and fuck me. Yes, yeah, that's what I mean. No. No. no, no oh, no. yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, Carl, you've really... <laughs> you've yeah, made yeah, so it. She wasn't trying to get her son to shag her. She was basically going... She was like, my husband's gone out and my kid's out. I've got an empty house. Come and fuck me. She, and he was like, what the fuck's this, mum? He's fake replicated a missent text. He went home. The lad went home. Straight from the club, ran home, and then rang and was like, "Lad, what the fuck are you doing?" And it's just them and all the footy lads screaming, crying, laughing down. Yeah. So it like made out his mum was having a full blown affair. That's it. Sorry, I've, I've got the mixed up date right there. Yeah. I mean, Carl, pretty critically. <laughs> also, the way you tell stories is really ominous because of your fucking deep, soft yeah, and he's in the dark over and there. And then this happened. It's, it feels like a really seedy Thomas the Tank Engine episode. <laughs> and then Thomas found his mum and she wanted to get Thomas's dick. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It felt like I was like more sinister. But it's that yeah. is so genius. He's li- the, 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 the level of control to A, Replicate the conversation and then wait when you're like in your head you're like <laughs> all the power. But then it's so fucking unbelievably brutal. 
It's fucking genius. If you are watching this or listening to it and you've got a story like this, if you've got a, you've uh, done one of these things to your mates, if they've done something to you or you just know of someone who's done something to someone else, get them into haveawordpod at gmail.com because I reckon pranks. there's going to be an abundance of those. Mate, we um, love we love the prank stuff. Even, and the, I love relationship ones as well. Haveawordpod at when, gmail.com. When people in a relationship fuck with each other. Literally go, I want to mess with you so much that I know I'm not going to get sex for a week. Shout That's- out to him. <clears throat> Shout out to Danielle, by the way. She came to watch us in Blackpool last week. Serica's friend. She's a massive fan of the pod. Like, she was fangirling so much. Um... She had messages from years ago from Sixth Form where a lad had sent her, like, you're fit, a wee message back, oh, you're fit, you, can we go out? For, like, six months, these messages. She was showing uh, my girlfriend in the car whenever it was last year. And she was reading and going, "Ah, look how sad this lad is who we used to know. And Serica accidentally blue-thumbed him. The big, the big fucking blue thing. <laughs> that the lad, chat. that lad must have been like, fucking hell. It took a long time, <laughs> but it came back round. Still got it, Graham. <laughs> fucking Bellan. Ten years, and he messaged going, "What's this?" And she went, "Oh, sorry, I must have done that in my pocket." And he said, "Fucking, hell, you've done well to do that in your pocket, but I'll just leave it." Eh? Oh yeah, and then he said he's like wanking, going, "Yeah." Come on! Well, yeah, Shown to the lads. Hey, look! <laughs> <laughs> I play the long game. Tell me she's not interested. <laughs> Tell me she doesn't want a bit of Darren's dick. Look 2010, it. send the fucking message and it comes back. <laughs> they try and resist all they can, but they always come back to Darren. Mate, there has been literally fucking... <laughs> we've got, like, things bouncing off Pluto quicker than you, potentially getting a, <laughs> getting a thumbs up. We've found another galaxy quicker than you've got a thumbs up for some bird who doesn't want to bang you um that was loads of fun it was let's have a break and come back after the break with today's guest laddie dean you're gonna love him order 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 like john burko says if you'd like to order some merchandise get to haveawordpod.com for the old motherfuckers that's www.haveawordpod.com get yourself some t-shirts hoodies support the podcast there's loads of other stuff up there go and have a look at the website haveawordpod.com i thank you we're on. We're fucking back. And we've got Laddie Dean here. What's happening? No, I'm watching mine. Am I allowed to talk? You're allowed to talk now, yeah. <laughs> I've just been told off. Yeah, you. he tells us every... So for the viewers, obviously, they all know Carl uh, now. So Carl gets really annoyed when our guest comes in if we have any remotely humorous conversation before we start recording because he's like, this is all for the pod. Wasted it's gold. It's pod. wasted gold. But it does feel like if you've just got out of your car, got here, that someone's going, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> funny. When I say you're funny. <laughs> go. We're like, oh, okay. Go. It's, it's intimidating enough having that industrial estate and also that you're the place that you're this is in is like it looks like the um in the what's it called the film batman which one's dark knight when the joker blows up the hospital yeah yeah you fucking nailed it it looks exactly like the college in preston that i thank fuck didn't go to but there is something else there's that generic concretey feel to it yeah yeah. i half expect to see the joker coming out going (laughs) Yeah. A fu- little fun fact. Little fun fact. Adam's fun facts. New feature. Uh, you know the, when the Joker presses the button and it doesn't initially work and then it blows up. Not in the script. That that was meant to go off straight away. And Heath Ledger, master actor, improvised and was like, "I'll just fuck her at." And then it went off, and he was like, "Great." Yeah. 
Did he just keep he did he keep in character the whole time? Because that must have been an intense three months for Apparently, everyone involved. That's what killed him, innit? Because like he was taking pills so that he could be in the zone of the Joker, and then he couldn't get off them after the film finished. I had the opposite though, because I had all that stuff, and then like uh, I was, you know, when you like you watch a film now, you kind of don't really watch the film; you just Wikipedia like, yeah. for the rest. Yeah, yeah, just not to- in the cinema though, please. <laughs> you oh don't do it in the cinema. I don't go to the cinema. All oh, right, okay. I can't imagine anything worse than sitting with other people you don't know watching a film. Yeah, but you don't yeah. all have to go together. <laughs> you turn up on your own. When the credits roll, guys, let's stay together. Let's stay in contact. Let's do this every year. <laughs> you can just go. Fuck you. I'm out. You don't go to the cinema. No, I don't like it. I love a little solo set. You know, like when you're gigging away. Like if I'm in London and I've got fuck all to do, or like Birmingham, and you're on like, a, like you know, like a. a like the Glee's great you're normally on with at least one or two sound people at the Glee but there's some clubs that you turn up and you're like everyone on this bill's a cunt and I'm not I'm not having lunch with any of them tomorrow I love those days where I'm just like I'm gonna go to the cinema on my own I like it it's, what do you do when you're on a cunty bill uh, I do the same thing I do on a good bill I just like stay in my hotel room and eat food all day <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't understand why you'd have to go to the cinema you can just download more stuff anyway I suppose <gasps> Yeah, I mean it's right, but it's still kind of fun. And I know it's overpriced, but I think it's just the the, the fact that you're doing something. You can't download a Tango Ice Blast. That's the thing. I mean, also, you can't pause a film in the cinema and start masturbating, and that's, that's usually what I do with a laptop. Exactly yeah, you can't pause it. Was like, <laughs> can, can I just have five minutes? <laughs> Popcorn going everywhere. That's exactly the pa- same thing I thought. Do you pause films and then crack one out? Totally. Yeah, thank you, Larry. 100%. It's great to have another fucking reprobate. I don't know, but I know he does. No, I, did, <laughs> I, did I get too it. lost in the movie. Oh, come Sometimes on. I struggle be... to wank to porn because I'm too invested in the story. Has <laughs> <laughs> there not been films you've watched and you thought, I, I, you're now going to go, I, the only reason I'm watching this is because the people in the, the film are hot? But porn or normal films? <laughs> not like not like the live action Aladdin not like oh god oh Princess Jasmine I can show you my dick like but there are some films no context have a word there like, there are some films are sexy Cruel Intentions such a sexy film and I don't think anyone will watch it the storyline of Cruel Intentions is not good enough for ugly people I, I haven't seen Cruel Intentions but I, no I, if I get lost in a film even if they're all ugly I think I'm not saying every film I watch. I'm like half time. Elephant man. Chuck Ice in a wank. <laughs> like I'm not like halfway through fucking Schindler's List. I'm like, oh, she looks good in red. Like <laughs> that's such a dark reference. There's <laughs> <laughs> a kid in the red jacket. Sorry. Oh, Schindler's List and wanking the final crossover of Have a Word. That even Have made you ever, like caught yourself up when watching telly and then you're like your hands are down your pants just fooling around just checking it's still there and then <laughs> but something comes on the TV and you think I should not keep my hand down my pants just in case my brain goes oh that's now going to be something I like you don't want to train yourself like a dog to that's find fucking <laughs> you mean you're doing like Pavlovian dick training Pavlovian <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, no, I, I was I was wanking to see babies. Yeah, we don't like animal Just rescue in... coming on, and then you've got stoner. You need to come round and see our lovely new kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you can really. I am a that, not that being a man is the worst thing. You know, when we're like, it's so hard being a woman, but you can play knock a door run with your own dick, 
and it is real. You know, have you ever done that when you're like, I didn't mean to give myself an erection, yeah. but you've just sort of been like, whatever, and then all of a sudden you're like, are your dick's going? Is it go time? You're like, no, I was just scratching. But do you not even get the thing of like, uh, uh, and like when you're getting a gum test, a STD test, gum test, um, and when you're getting an STD <laughs> gum test, test. <laughs> where do you get your STIs? Like, come in, Larry, come in, Larry. Right, I'll get down here on my knees and uh, let's see how that gum tastes. I think there's a bit of specimen up here. You can uh, just get a swab. Um, well, no, pal, you're fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> see you in six months. Hey, I'm chewing just like tobacco. That's what, I, that's what it is. Um, but it's the um, but you're there and then you see all these people are like waiting to go in and get tested and then you're like well they've all had sex recently and then you just think oh they've all had sex recently oh they've had sex recently. they've either all had sex recently or they want you to think they've all had sex recently I've had the same I've literally been in an STI clinic go well I know everybody fuck here <laughs> I, I, I like the, there's basically if you're in an STI waiting room and you're not I know that's not what it was called but and you don't just look at the ground like the dirty cunt that you know you are how ballsy would you have to be in an STI clinic and be like hey what's up how did you get here want to get here again in about two months I've got I, Sorry. I've got a story that like it's a friend of ours, right? So a mate of mine who is in a long term relationship, a lad, right? And do, he's not a cheat, he's not a rat. He was like, lads, I need to go to the STD clinic. Will you come with me? And I was like, absolutely, yeah, right. Uh, so this was a what? few years ago. He took a friend. He was just nervous. It's like girls going to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you take your little rash and you be a fucking man. So, and you go and have it fucking whatever off. He was like, there's something wrong. And I was like, I'll come with you, lads, right? So we, we went. And I, I was like, what? it was years ago when I was single as well. I was like, I'll get tested as well. So um, I uh, I got called in first. And when I come out, he was just stood by the door w- waiting to go. And I was like, have you been called in yet? And he went, yeah, yeah. I went, and you've been out quicker than me? Because they seem quite quick at me. And he went, yeah, yeah. She took one look at me dick and told me to go to the hospital. <laughs> Holy shit I've never asked He's never brought it back up We're both men We both don't like Talking about things That are serious I hope his dick Didn't fall off Oh you don't like Talking about I love talking about That kind of stuff But how how bad is it That she was like Okay Obviously it's a little You're a bit self aware But you've done the right thing By coming in And let's take these pants off (laughs) <laughs> and hits the button that you didn't know. Is I like you know you know when a bank's being robbed, Gemma? Are you pressing the silent alarm? <laughs> you put your hand on the desk like that. I was like, what? With a roll of newspaper? Is she put a glass over it? I love. It's been a while since I've been to the SCI. I'm at the game, but when I lived in Manchester and I was being a dirty dog. I got to the point I yeah not like you alright Jean you alright back again like it was getting a wee bit familiar when you don't feel totally shame you're like "Ah, I've been here you knew the people in the STD clinic like I know the woman in the chippy (laughs) keeping me in a job (laughs) here he is scratchy sending my kids to uni you get given numbers there what the the STI clinic because I didn't know if this is the one that I go to because I've only been to two one in London one in Glasgow and the one in Glasgow for some reason they give you a number rather than having to show your name like it's Argos yeah it's like Argos oh. <laughs> it's, it's oh. like a prisoner 21 pervert 629 <laughs> pervert 629 oh fuck oh god but I, actually, just like, bring I have... that mic closer to you Larry because oh, you're getting the... so relaxed it's <laughs> driving for four hours man the, um, the guy I'm seeing right now though I hadn't I hadn't been for a gum clinic test in months 
and then uh, then he went for one and I was like cool well uh, that means I'm clear it's great so all you need to do is if you don't want to go to an STI clinic just get in a relationship with somebody quickly and then Send they'll them. go and get tested and then you you've sorted yourself out I did that so recently <laughs> I love you so much plus you took the test so thanks for fucking I did that very recently with my ex-girlfriend and COVID she went and got a test and I was like let's just hope I'm fine <laughs> And thank oh God it was negative. God. Is it more of a, a thing within the gay scene that you've got to be a bit more aware of it? Like, am I? Is that like a weirdly me trying to be progressive and sounding like a cunt? Or do in a, in a gay relationship where you're like, listen, I feel we, like we should all turn to the camera and then the Philadelphia music comes on. <laughs> I was boozing better. Tell what I felt. I was unrecognizable to myself. Oh, you remember the whole? T- oh, nicely done. On the streets of Glasgow, <laughs> <laughs> pervert six two nine. Oh, in answer to your question, uh, I think well, everyone's pure scared of getting uh, the bum flu and that, so you can have like, <laughs> bum flu. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that one didn't start in fucking China. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck! I've got a damn lack of a market. Um, Bob but, <laughs> um, on the streets. <laughs> oh god! Oh, I can already see the hateful tweets that's going to get. Um, <laughs> don't worry, we absolutely won't put that one in the clip. Um, Ten minutes forty. <laughs> the fucking oh, she's still been so relaxed on this couch. Right? Oh, yeah. oh no, all of my opinions are coming out. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I think. Well, it depends though, because like Scott Agnew uh, did a show about HIV, a uh, really amazing show, and he started, like because loads of people don't know about like HIV and like AIDS and stuff, and uh, I mean, even the wording of that, AIDS and stuff. Uh, but then, uh, like the fact you can have a pill now once a day and then you don't die, but then some people don't take the, it's like medicine works for most people but not everybody so then those people get checked out I mean I remember thinking I had a, I had it uh, five years ago because I had a nice night and uh, you had a what? a nice night a um, nice night yes I turned the lights off and I put a torch under my chin uh, <laughs> for, for some guys um, oh really was it like was it like five aside nearly um, <laughs> just short of a goal keeping the playing goalie in and out Dave, do you want to come round? We're, we're one lad short. Are you playing five aside? Uh, kind of. Goalie red, Nez. Yeah. Put your jackets down. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it was because most people get the flu apparently once they've uh, once they've got it, and I had the flu, but then it turned out to be glandular fever, and I got hospitalized hospitalized for that instead. So I was like, oh, it's okay. It's really weird being in being uh, in hospital, going, oh, thank God, it's not HIV. Yeah. Um, when when you get when I've I got and then here. And they just send you a letter going... Chlamydia. Chlamydia. They send you a letter going, uh, you've got an infection, so you want to get in contact and we'll tell you about a treatment. So it takes uh, all of 28 minutes for you to run as fast as you can to the fucking STI clinic. And you get there and you're like... Because <gasps> as soon as you, you're like, you've got an infection, you're like, oh, that's, that's bum flu, that's H... I've got- oh, so they didn't even say chlamydia. They said no. Just they just send you a letter to freak you out. Going, a letter? You've got an infection? Not a text or get a phone call. They, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll let them know in three working days. Obviously, I was I <laughs> was single a long time ago. <laughs> I remember having King a Edward's on the throne, and you have bum flu. <laughs> Someone turned up with a parchment. <laughs> <laughs> My dearest Daniel, I have news from the front. Y'all have an infection. 
Well, yeah, exactly. You can have a police union officer will. arrive at the door just like, with his cap up like that. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry to let you know. Um, I, your I, dick's been in a terrible accident. <laughs> I went with another friend when he found out he got. Well, not another. Look, I'm not. Who are you? The rash guy? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Look, my nickname at school was Adam the Dick Whisperer, and it's just stuck with me. <laughs> I know you know why you can't, that's covered and you can't see it. It was a silly, It was silly a family man. member. It was uh, a family <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now we know why your nan's dead. Adam, Adam, get me handbag. I've got a fucking rash on me flap. Oh, and uh, it was... Oh, fuck it. Do you know what? It was my little brother. <laughs> and the doctor was like, you've got the clap. And that's like, literally how the doctor said it. You've got the clap. And they went, uh, what we need you to do is just get in touch with every woman uh, you've been with since you were last <laughs> since you were last tested. And my little brother, no way to lie, went to the doctor. How the fuck am I meant to do that? <laughs> I don't even know their fucking names, mate. <laughs> Hi, girl with brown hair from Heebie Jeebies in November 2017. I've got, uh, how have you been? <laughs> you want to just do a little bit of back and forth. How have you been? Yeah, not not bad, random texter. Oh. Got some news. <laughs> Things are going well with me. Rented a lovely three-bedroom semi. And you might want to get yourself tested because the dick whisperer <laughs> apparently raised his voice. Fuck it now. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Love, 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 and love, now, love. this one. <laughs> I, uh, I remember actually when I when I went for my test, uh, the the body, the the nurse says to she goes, "Well, we'll text your results in three days' time," and then they didn't text me in three days' time, and I generally thought I don't want to phone them because that seems a bit too keen. But then, then, then in like seven days, he still. Were you worried text that me. they wouldn't want to see you again? Yeah, that's <laughs> I remember in a week's time after, I was like, they've still not fucking text me, and I was thinking, are they going? Oh, should we text them? Nah, he's probably dead by now. Don't waste a credit on it. <laughs> and have they just forgotten? Text. So he's like, if you don't get a text, you're fine. Oh, they got the wrong number, right? Because I got like a triple A. So some poor cunt got the text just mid fucking bowl of cornflakes. Imagine if his wife. Imagine if his wife seeing it. What the fuck is this, Barry? Where have you been? It says you've got knob rot. <laughs> I'm on my fucking honeymoon and I get a text with my new fucking wife. <laughs> You've got no brot. I haven't even been to Glasgow STI clinic. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I heard, and forgive me if uh, this is. Obviously, I'm a straight man. In a pink hoodie. <laughs> obviously. I am a straight man. Yeah, I heard, you, right. and you. I just want. We, we we haven't had one of your lot in yet, so <laughs> we're just going to use you. Jesus Christ! Disinfect <laughs> the couch while I'm going. Oh. <laughs> one of your lot. <laughs> Thanks for filling a quota, Larry. <laughs> I know this was since I didn't want to walk up the stairs. I just I said this is the first podcast I've been on that's two straight white. <laughs> Nervous about it. Well, the BBC refused to commission it, so we made it ourselves. Um, yeah. So, uh, look, right. Just gonna, just gotta ask. I heard a rumor a while back. I think it was an article on Facebook or something that sometimes gay people have an AIDS orgy, and one person's got AIDS, and the rest of them just haven't, and they all just fuck it. It's like Russian roulette. Is that true? Yeah. That's true. Oh my god! I thought it was gonna be bullshit. Why? Is it definitely true? Yeah. Some people they're called uh, AIDS chasers. Age, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a fucking Jaeger bomb on the side of a fucking Guinness. 
That's another show the BBC didn't I want, want, a, to I want take. a pint of cock with an age chaser. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just the chaser comes out. It's a really skinny guy. <laughs> <laughs> And Paul said I was just on it anyway. Oh, two. Shit, sorry. 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 This is, this is, sorry. I already apologise. Oh, God, but I want to keep it in. <laughs> oh. Well, I can't. Oh. oh. I know we say this a lot. I know we say this a lot, but this is the one that ruins it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I... Honestly, I didn't filter that. That that you thought that thought was just already coming out. Oh, God! Oh God! Hercules! 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 What are we talking about? Uh, oh, I don't know. So, Larry, when you go to Tesco, what meal deal do you get? <laughs> Preference in sandwich. Tuna oh, mayo guy. Oh, oh God! Have you been uh, Have you been gigging much? Are you back? Is this your first foray? How are you trying to just? I'm trying <laughs> to get it back on the rails. <laughs> like you just crashed your car into a tree and then gone. Oh, I didn't indicate. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm literally on the road and. T- Two of the wheels are like flap, flap, flap. No, nope, no, nope, it's fine. I'm just going to drive home. Oh my god! So you just run over my family. And uh, just uh, you have to match this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I've been getting. I'm trying as well. I'm getting on this little train track with you. I, um, I have been gigging a bit. Yeah, done like a few gigs down in London, and then. I know you're really trying to get welcome back to the road come on you can do it you've made Larry Dean do an impression impression of Edvard Monk's scream (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck was that that was well timed that fucking art like let me just do an art reference well I'm really into art I don't know we did that in school that's why we did yeah I know Escher does the stairs as well yeah Escher Payton's with the stairs I oh know. I love Escher yeah I know that from a, a battle rap reference Escher Akbar yeah 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 Escher Akbar yeah. Escher's sister <laughs> yeah I know her yeah I know Neil Buchanan from Arsenal yeah yeah there you go <laughs> Banksy <laughs> yeah because it's good because you don't have to go inside for it it's just outside you walk past I do prefer graffiti to framed art yeah, yeah you're okay. good at drawing though like... am I good at drawing yeah he thinks Absolutely. he is what do you, yeah. uh, what do you want <laughs> uh, I don't know Draw Dan. Oh, don't, don't. Because it's oh, nice big round head. <laughs> you an art guy, Larry? Are you like a secret culture I, I like vulture? Art, I, but I don't know like much. I did an art higher art. Um, it was like your guys' A levels and that. Oh right, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even really draw anymore. But then I, I felt about like loads of pricks got into that and like lockdown and that. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna rediscover. The, and only like some of them are actually good. But then you know when people kind of go, well, it's, um. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's beautiful. Can you tell how quick I've done it, though? It's not too bad. Yeah, it's really good. He thinks he's good. Larry, he thinks he's good at everything. (laughs) Mate, that's the thing. But I think I'm good at the things I think I'm good at. But that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. What do you think you're bad at, then? I can't skip. (laughs) Right. I mean, imagine that. It's like the first thing that comes to mind. What's what you're bad at? Skipping. He is. (laughs) That's more vulnerability than he's shown. being a street man. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously... (laughs) (laughs) 
we want to take him round an art gallery. That's really what we want to do because oh he got my. so wound up about. Because Dan's a fucking art shagger. So no, like, I'm not. He... I'm not particularly. I just like that. I like some modern art. Yeah, and well, you like, think it's got to be on a wall and a picture of something, otherwise it's shit. No, I don't. I just think some of it people are pretending to like and pretend is good because other people have gone, isn't that good? It's Do like you, at the Edinburgh Festival when you go and see one of the hype shows and everyone's like, it's so life shit, and you go and it's just fu someone fucking whinging that the nan's dead for an hour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're like, come on. Nanette. <laughs> no, What's not that. <laughs> Nanette is wonderful. <laughs> it is. Um. We were talking about Tracy Emin's bed. You know the you bed know, thing? You know my bed. That's just the, the messy, unmade bed art The messy thing. bed. No. He's ah, going to be on my go. side here and I can't fuck him for this. So, some woman, right? Hey. Some woman. <laughs> Tracy Emin. Tracy yeah. Emma. Emin. 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 Yes. Tracy Emin, right? Did she win was, the Turner Prize for it? She did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're all just part of a fucking circle, Jake. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back to the Edinburgh Comedy Awards. Exactly, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> so she was commissioned to do like this uh installation installation like an art thing right. and uh like a couple of days before she was like fuck it, i haven't done that painting right <laughs> so she looked at her bedroom and went my room's a mess this is a re the best representation of my life at the minute so she in the art gallery just put a fucking messy bedroom she and everyone was like, oh my God, isn't it so thoughtful? Like, it was no, she's a lazy twat. Tissues and fucking horrible. She was like, this sums up the fuck up that is my life at the moment. And she remade it in, in, they were expecting like a sculpture of some sort. And she gave them and a fucking she, hangover. And she gave them a messy bed. <sighs> and it kicked off because people were like, it's not art. Just did a row and went, it's so disgusting. Wash your sheets. And then some mums tried to tra tidy the bedroom and make the bed for her. And then other people went, it's brilliant because it's so original and different. It's daring. Oh, it's shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, What's cool. a shank? It's that fucking Christ. It's that thing if, if anyone could do it, then it's like, you can look at, I mean, all this... Oh well, even like the Super Mario yeah. thing behind you, I'm like, not everyone can draw that picture, so that deserves to win it more than an unmade bed. Yeah, oh, yeah. I make that every it, morning. This is. <laughs> I'm turning that off. The... Could you imagine if someone put in the Super Mario Three poster for the Turner fucking prize? But that is better than what she did. No, it's a poster for a computer game. But someone drew that and meant to. Oh, yeah, it's really iconic graphic it's design. More effort went into that than what went into it. It's his. not modern art. It's a computer game cover. No. <laughs> yeah, but someone put the effort in, drew that and was like, what colour should we make his art? Red. <laughs> but you don't think games can even be art. So if it's it harder to physically do, it's better. Yes. Yeah, so no. one amazing bit of original skill from Sadio Mane in a football game is not as good as some fucking lump playing for Leighton Orient who's run around the pitch for like fucking 90 minutes just putting a shift in. It's not about... It's about the stroke no. of genius, isn't it? But you've got like literally the, the original bit of skill that Sadio Mane does is harder to do than Tracy, run around a pitch for 90 minutes Tracy Emin's bed is no that one no it's not physically as hard is it that's harder to do because you've got you've got to take ages with it mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying yeah it's physically harder to run around and do a fucking shift but it's still those moments of brilliance might actually physically not take anything like it might take nothing and it happens and you go fuck me that's special no you, you've got it the wrong way around no I agree Dan of course you do because you're a fucking linguist or a linguini or whatever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've watched too much Ratatouille. What you say? <laughs> right, you're coming to the art gallery when I take this fucking lid round. 
I'm going to be staring at my hotel room eating food and wanking in between films. So yeah. Busy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we can't get him to a cinema, he's not going to be like, oh, fucking hell, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had a KFC and crack one out. Let's go to the fucking pottery gallery. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is him. Um, so we've known each other. I was thinking about this on because you were on the way here. I was like, could we talk to Larry about I think, correct me if I'm wrong, did I give you your first ever paid gig? 40 quid Casa Comedy. Thank you very much. I did. Isn't oh, that nice? That's cute. So I ran a gig. You're making dreams come true. <laughs> I started this kid. I gave him his first break in the business. Uh, 30 quid and he had to drive from fucking Southampton to Liverpool for it. So it was still a negative equity gig. It was when we first started out and uh, I ran a gig called Casa Comedy at the Casa in Liverpool. You've told us. The, the little Dockers pub in the back room. Yeah. And uh, I'd done Beat the Frog a couple of times. I, I remember you starting out at Beat the Frog. Well, you had like a fence coming down, like coming down to yeah. Preston a few times. Yeah. I remember you did my first gong show. Yeah. It's the circle of life. I just straight. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you were Obviously. quite like offensive sort of jokes at the oh, time, I weren't know, you? I know, I know. Yeah, I still cringe about all that. Do you really? Yeah, I, I hate it because I was like, I hate that thing of you know when you even see people do it now of like uh, trying to trying to be like um, like really offensive or like trying to, just for the sake of it. It's like I mean. <laughs> I mean, that comment earlier, Dan. But it's the difference between, like, being silly and just being offensive for the hell of it. It's like, you can be offensive and silly, and I think that's all right, because it's you just taking it to a complete kind of, this is ridiculous, of course I'm not a paedophile, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's, uh, but the other side that I was doing, I was like, oh, it's just shit. Because, is that because you you got a, you got, like, a style that you wanted to do, but you hadn't, it's almost like trying to run before you can walk, isn't it? People start yeah. and they're like, I'm a Bill Hicks fan. I like Doug Stanhope. Uh, abortion. You're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. you need at least 15 gigs under your belt before we open a set with, so, abortion. But like, it was effective, it? wasn't it? Like, you were like winning those gong shows. But it's because it was one-liners. Yeah. Some people were going on and talking about like how, how funny their dog was. So it's yeah. not like... But they, you had a better hit rate. Yeah, but it was even that thing of like, even if you didn't like it, it still got a reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think that's kind of half of the reason why I did it, because I thought, well, at least if I die my ass, I'll get a reaction. You'd rather get booed than silence. Totally. <laughs> any day, of, any day. Just that, make that some That happens noise. a lot. That happens a lot at Beat the Frog. That you don't, rather than playing to like, because doing everyday stuff and making it funny is quite difficult. Mm. Like, almost mainstreaming like it's not offensive it doesn't get a shock it doesn't get a reaction to make that funny is quite difficult it can be a bit bland if you've watched a lot of stand-up but for a crowd if you do abortion rape like paedophilia even though it's crass at least it gets a response mm. like a crowd will just through the shock of it go oh and to a lot of new comics they thrive on that because at least it's not just like meh yeah, 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 and, yeah. And even it's clearer to know where the punchline is as well. If you're not used to like making jokes up, you kind of go, "Oh, cool." Well, the big reveal is that turned out he was like a pedo the whole time or whatever like that, rather yeah. than like I don't know. You know those jokes that you, I think most people's favourite jokes that they've ever made are the ones that they've accidentally just come up with on the spot on stage. It's like your brain's just gone, "Oh God, here's the joke you've been looking for for months for that bit," and that becomes your favourite joke because just, there's no kind of like logical reason why it works or why it's funny. It's happened naturally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but when the, with the offensive stuff is that you don't have to bother with even going through that process <laughs> of naturally getting good at it. I um, I remember, so I'd done a Beat the Frog a few times and you, you were on like three of the four that I did and just like dead good. And I was like, 
will you come and do my gig? So we were running a gong show at the Casa. And I was like, we need to get an opener and we'll pay them like 30 quid. So I asked and like, new comic. Like, I didn't know what I was fucking doing. Uh, but I was like, 30 quid, come and do the gig. And you did, you smashed it to bits because it's such a lovely support. It was all my friends and family, but you made my cousin cry. Because <laughs> you did like a dead baby joke, right? Oh and like, at one point in her life, she lost the baby. So she left like really upset. And I'm in the, but this, this shows that I'm more of a, a comic, even at that stage, than a family person. Because she was like, he cannot joke about dead babies because he doesn't know what it's like. And I was like, listen, just because you've lost a baby doesn't mean it's not funny. (laughs) You're allowed to not like it, but he can still make the joke. Ideally, you never have to have that conversation. (laughs) I did not know, and I regret doing that. Fucking hell. This is why we got you on. This is why. isn't that long ago. This is why we got you on. We've got some fucking questions. You should never have to have the conversation. Like, ideally. All comics should never have to have that justifying a joke conversation ever, should they? They should just, like, be on stage, it go badly, and if it goes badly with everyone, you just have to, like, take the yep. loss and go out the fire exit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should, when you have to walk out and someone goes, excuse me, and you're like, oh, here's the worst five minutes of my year. <laughs> I lost the fucking... Yeah, then corporates, though, when they, like, or, like, any kind of... For some reason, I have no idea why... A couple of years ago, they, uh, this company put me for like a builders gig, and I was like, of all the comics that you'd book for builders, you pick this goony fucking gay guy. Where? I'm like, uh, Birmingham as well. It's like just an not- away day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not even like Glaswegian. We're like, oh, right, he's a bummer, but at least he's one of ours. Yeah. Right, it's like literally nothing. They've got nothing in common with these people. And then the guy was uh, one of the guys who was there. Was like. Uh, Oh, you don't don't um, do any uh, dirty jokes, like sex jokes, because there's a couple of ladies in tonight. <gasps> and I was like, I, I'm like, oh, I, that's one thing I always think is why people get offended at sex stuff, because I'm like, well, everybody everybody does it, so I kind of I don't understand why that's considered a dirty comic. Somebody talking about sex. Also, that was the stuff I ended up doing. That was fucking because they're builders. Aye. Also, do you think women that work in the building trade are fucking Victorian ladies? Yeah, like you, you can't mention sex, but like a builder can go, "Hey, love, look at your tits." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine, apparently. <laughs> hey, Is it, women! Isn't it weird? Do you want to see me up? How how those guys think they're being gentlemen. And actually, they're being the worst old-style douchebag, like, sexist. Like, oh, li- listen, listen, Larry, I know you're a comedian, you know you And obviously, we're 98% working-class builders from the West Midlands. But as there's three ladies in, please don't say fuck cunts or talk about flaps. <laughs> their, their pretty little feminine minds will probably pop. They might, they might start menstruating. And no one wants that at the corporate gig. Like, oh, fuck off, you knobhead. Like, they work in the building train. They can take a joke oh, totally. and a dick <laughs> this is becoming so this bell is meant to be the bullshit bell when I when I'm obviously talking shit right. trying to wind Dan up it does that but it's also becoming the yellow card bell for you <laughs> is it yeah. you, hang on <laughs> check yourself okay good well wait thought, where oh, were you I about thought, 20 I minutes ago just to indicate an editing point cut that but <laughs> 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 oh we don't cut anything out here do we oh god uh, <laughs> maybe the dead baby story might be worth a cut <laughs> <laughs> don't want that haunting me again don't I, shake your head <laughs> I, oh. oh my god ghost i just pressed the thing (laughs) 
oh the dead baby's here <laughs> I mean a lot of people would say I just pressed the chair thing with my leg but actually I think it's haunted I made a worse joke than any anything you said even when you were doing that type oh, of stuff really? back then and it was so fucking shit so, and I'll tell you it and it literally trumps like if anyone gets in trouble for this episode it will be me for this because it was so it was the week after Michael Jackson had died and the joke I told was I, I read on the news today you know because everyone was buying his albums and stuff because he died I said I read on the news today that Michael Jackson's made over 300 million dollars since he died as a babysitter for Kate McCann and Lily Allen see that reaction see that reaction that's what the frog and bucket hot water comedy club and everywhere else i did it did the exact same thing just like we're not ready for that is, is it weird telling that joke without seeing people put cards up <laughs> <laughs> do you know the amazing thing was you have literally put that information back into the world like you could have literally got to the end of it yeah larry but then you well, really did I'm take too many risks team so that if anyone gets in trouble from our show it's me and not thank him. you mate you just, <laughs> you just i think people enjoy the honesty of the pod we've said that before but and also i don't shouldn't... think it's funny i don't still do it now no. i was trying to get and fucking stupid yeah this is the thing though as well though when you look back like because i was thinking that 10 years ago that's when we started and then you're like fucking hell but also even thinking that's when uh, like Frankie Boyle and stuff was on Mark the Week and then if I think loads of comments were really offensive then because he saw that yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was working oh Frankie Boyle spawned so many like Harvey Price jokes from open oh, spots and now like I host a lot of new act nights so I host a lot of hot water I do beat the frog like once every eight weeks or whatever and there are so many James A. Caston impersonations. Oh my god! Oh. I was literally gonna—I was gonna go James A. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. So I'm uh, 22. I'm at university, and I hate my flatmate. Yeah, the, like, r- the rhythm of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like just the talking to the side. Like I'm—I'm I'm awkward, but I'm funny. It's there really, are, really just dis- like you've watched every one of his specials a thousand times. Mate, there are week. professional comics who I have seen in the last 12 months pre-Rona, <coughs> and I'm like going. You didn't talk like this the last time we worked together. Younger men Aye. who've clearly gone, oh, I kind of like the rhythm of that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, th- like there's still a lot of Bill Hicks now because obviously he's so revered. Like there's like one a year with them. That, like at the new act night, they go on. They often wear like a, a suit jacket with like a comic book t-shirt on and baggy jeans and shit shoes and they're just like mm. Stuart Lee as well Stuart Lee yeah Stuart Lee a had a them for a while yeah just copy comics and no one's heard of yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the, great the bigger face you're, you're a big Patrice O'Neill fan originally oh, mate, I'd, love to, I'd love to do a Richard, Richard Pryor or Chris Rock for like you know I could do a Chris Rock or something the difference between gay people and faggots and faggots have got to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing it in your Glaswegian accent, like you're. I should mind. Different, I'm doing Kevin Bridges for some reason. what I do every time. Oh, please you do the whole routine. Minute. What, do, what, is, what is Kevin Bridges? What, however you want to do it. Your voice, his, Billy Connolly's, <laughs> the other one. Bridges doing Chris Rock. <laughs> Good difference between. Uh, all right. Uh, Difference between I feel weird I'd be told talk like yourself. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> How do I talk? Uh, uh, the difference between gay people and gay people and faggots and faggots have got to go. I've got to go. <laughs> fucking hell, man. Mate, can I just say, next time you're doing those builders gigs in Birmingham, open with oh that. My God. Fucking <laughs> oh, 
fucking quality. Fucking <laughs> quality. I just realised as well, I've said the F word. Adam, can you tell another joke you used to tell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take another for the team. So. <laughs> uh, we're going to have an interval now, and <laughs> shall we have a little break? Yeah. And we've done 37 minutes, and I hope you enjoyed all 14 that we were allowed to put out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, GG. See you in a sec. So we've got a brand new sponsor today, guys. It is Manscaped. These are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, and Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools over here. They've been massive in America for a while, and you can be one of the first men in the country to experience this stuff. At the amount of times I have nicked around my pub area, then gone for a shower, and it stings like fuck, is exactly why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 the third lawnmower and it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents no more nicking those balls when I say this is premium I mean it it's the best razor I've ever used the battery lasts an hour and a half the water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming you get a little torch on your balls They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with the Quiet Stroke trademark technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. That looks boss, the charging stand. It looks nice, not that ugly. Not going to make your bathroom look all non-fancy. I know you've just had it done up because it's been locked down and that. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to touch clean. Let's get the balls to the gooch all tidy and shiny. And you can get 20% off because you listen to this amazing podcast podcast and free shipping you get that with the code word at manscaped.com so go to manscaped.com and apply the code word word that's w-o-r-d when you check out and your balls are going to be thanking you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code word at manscaped.com two mics two leads and a lot of time on their hands this is have a word <laughs> what have we got we've got some questions and some features and just waiting for for um, Larry to be ready, he's just having nice a little. And ready. Oh my God! He's hey, ready. you got some questions for me? You tell me the questions. Um, who was that meant to be? Is that like Al Pacino just, after he spent time in Aberdeen? Hey, just yeah, listen, son. You got some questions for me? <laughs> he's got accents. I do the accents. What do you mean? That's just a Scottish accent. You already got one. Oh yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> like me going, "All right, lad, let's have a fucking no, question." No, but it, you're like, oh my God, it was so older. So it was gone. older. I can, I can do. Was it good? I can do voices and that. Can you? Yeah. Can you really? Have one. Have one. Come on. I can do voices. <laughs> yeah, get, we've got. Look, we can't. You can't uh, say that. How well? <laughs> not amazing. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, but like, it depends what it is. It depends. So one of these is, is a, a an accent. One of these is a job, and one of these is uh, an emotion. So you are a hungover. Northern Irish. Northern Irish. Horse bum hole cleaner. Horse bum hole cleaner. Uh, honestly, that's totally true. That's horse bum hole cleaner. So what am I supposed to do with that? Okay, so imagine why, this is like why, an audition. Is that not enough range? 
Like, what the what, am I right, okay, to... but what what happened yesterday? Um, oh no! Oh, you want more context? Happy to oblige. So you are a hungover, and you can do whatever. What whatever happened yesterday is yours to improvise. You're from Northern Ireland, and you are about to clean a horse's bum hole, which you know how to do. Um, and I've interrupted you because I would like you to clean my cow's bum hole. Okay, so let's imagine this is an audition. You're auditioning for a role, big Hollywood movie. You're going to be a star. You're going to be a star kid. Okay, so ready? You ready? You ready to improvise? Let's just go for it. Hiya, mate. Listen, I know you're busy with that horse over there, but I've got a cow's cavity that needs fucking scrubbing over here. I ain't quite busy at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Freddie fucking Quinn. Answer it! Fucking shit. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Freddie Quinn, no. I don't know. That's that's Republic of Ireland. I I moved from the north to the (laughs) Republic quite young. So, no, fine. I'm just going to go. No, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do the southern one. So um, That's quite good, actually. Oh, I thank, like that. Oh, thank you. Oh, nice man over there. Come on now. So you need me to clean your, your, your toilet, as you say. No, not, not my toilet, lads. I've got a fucking cow over here, and he's <laughs> fucking cow. clogged well up. And oh, he's got I got cow. told by the guys down the road that you do horse bummels, and he was like, you might take a look at me cow if I brought oh, it along. Horse, horses, bummels, not, nothing like a cow's, to be fair. I mean, what's his name? I don't, want to go, I don't want to go near the back of it if I don't know his name first. You know what I'm saying? Kevin. Kevin the cow. Kevin the cow, God. What's yeah. the horse's name? Horse's name. <laughs> my, my, my wife. I'll call her darling (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell We've made these so hard It's unbelievable (laughs) When we were saying Do you you remember when we first did it It was just literally like Congolese fishermen And now it's like um, You are grieving You're grieving (laughs) And you are from Peru you know, not chilly. Make the distinction. He said, "Probably as well." Like you go to the Northern Irish accent. I was thinking, I don't know how I'm going to talk about cleaning his bum without going. Get out now! Get out now! <laughs> <laughs> now you got three minutes to clean That's the horses. Some of the accents I try and learn, though, I'm like, they, there's certain places you can go that don't want you to impersonate their accent. I cannot do a Scouse accent because it's it's trial and error. And if you go on stage in Liverpool and try and do their accent, <sighs> they don't like yeah, it. Yeah, you better be fucking sure. It's better be good if you can do a good Scouse accent like we had Alfie Brown in last week Alfie's Scouse accent is fucking no perfect like he he could get away with sounding like he's from fucking Dovecot where I'm from but like it's the it's the overemphasized K's Mm. and like the hack I want some chicken and a can of coke. No one fucking talks like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah yeah so but I want some chicken and a can of coke. Going to the northeast Teesside when you you want to do the voice and then you just end up doing Geordie and they're like that's not how we talk and you're like how we man you sound exactly the same and then they're getting pissed off and they're and yeah, because to yeah, because to you it doesn't sound much different, but that is a horrific attempt at a T-side accent. Yeah, it's like when cool. someone when I gig with someone from like Ormske, and then someone's like, "You're both Scousers," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, no." Do you know all the ones that you think are going to be West Country, like Ipswich or anywhere around East Anglia or Shropshire? It's tempting to do it. Or are you I'm from Virgin and it- for Ipswich? Isn't that like near Norwich? Yeah, East Anglia, but that's they- not West Country, is it? It's East Country. That is literally what I'm saying. Oh, right, okay. But when you do East Anglian, it is a bit like Ipswich and fucking Norfolk. Mm. But to me, that sounds like the West Country. It all sounds a bit farmery, but try and do it. And they're like, what the fuck was that? Exactly. I, only do, I can do, like, the only Northern... Because loads of places in the North don't like you impersonating the accent. Because even, like, Newcastle and Sunderland have slightly different yeah, accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the, it's difficult to get a bang on. 
the North Eastern one, like the Yorkshire one, is easier to know because to know, it tends to be a bit more like gen- generic. Can I stop you there? I found that really offensive, Larry, well, actually. Like, you want a cup of tea then? As a Northerner. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really good. And also, no one's going to be like, in the North, like, that is absolutely disgusting. You're doing a Blackburn impression, and I'm actually from Darwin. Like, yeah, no yeah. one gives a fuck. <laughs> Can you yeah, do that- Scouse, though? No, I, I tell you what, I've, I've been able to do it a tiny bit if I've spent enough time there. Like, if I'm there for a week, by the end of the week, I'll have, and I wouldn't say it was like a, say, like Alfie Brown's impression, like 10 out of 10, mine would be like, I'll probably about a fucking 6 out of 10. It'd be like, some words, you'd be like, you could get away with saying yes and no, Larry, in a taxi, but I would never be able to have a conversation as it. Can you just try it for me? I want you to say, take me to the bombed out church. Take me to the bombed out church. Yeah, no, 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 not really. It's what, not. What, what, what did I get fucked there? Church, 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 not too bad. He's yeah. getting better. He's spending oh, too much time. I being wonder here. fucking why. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I've had some fucking chance to study the accent with him going, "You're a fucking nonce. You're a rat." You, you learn in your bubble, don't you? Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Uh, we've had some questions in. Um, Colin Pugh says, "If now in the first section we were what is, is this going out live? What do you mean? How's our questions coming in?" Uh, uh, no, we've got this thing now. Um, it's called an email. Um, <laughs> no, but then how are they how are they messaging questions? Fucking shot myself. There. Like, They're not messaging questions from the from what we've done so far. Oh, okay. Cool. We've got an angry oh, email. Hell, here. I was thinking, oh no, fucking dead babies. I need to. Learn about- <laughs> I need to like make sure I posted something before Got that to show I'm a good person. Really <laughs> angry email here from yeah. someone called Paul. Let me um, know, let me know before this goes out so I can like post about how I planted trees this week. It's <laughs> <laughs> not all bad. I've, I, right, I'll tell you right now because if you are a little bit anxious that I told everyone you made a dead baby joke ten years ago, just let me put your mind at ease. In in even with what he said about the chase, which is absolutely staying in, and he gets no choice in that. Love you, Paul. It's a friend of mine. And, but he would love that joke anyway. In, in so. the grand scheme of the... How many episodes is this? Is this 87? Oh, we're well up there. Right. I reckon this is in the bottom 20 for being inappropriate. Oh, cool. So you're absolutely fine. Thank God you said for being inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Step up your game, laddie. So, it's about, was that? Step up your game. Oh, uh, no, man. I'm just about like, oh, I was, uh, was going to think, oh, don't worry, Larry. No one's we went so listen far to this episode anyway. We went so far with Alfie Brown that we just put the whole episode behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah. And this is nowhere near God, that. How offensive was that, Scouse accent? <laughs> <laughs> it's what he said. If you want to join the paywall, by the way, it's patreon.com slash have a word pod. You get an extra episode every week and you get early access to these public fuck arounds. Get on board. Yeah, and all the old ones as well. Someone asked about that. It's all the old Patreon episodes as well. Yep. Liam Witterick says, a scally in Concert Square. Yes. That's town, is it? In it's, Liverpool, it's right in the middle of town. Yeah, is that the one where we watched Watford get absolutely yes. annihilated in the FA in Cup Macaulay's, final? Macaulay's Concert Square, we were. Yeah, I follow Watford. Follow. Oh my god, I'm so old. And went to a pub in Liverpool on FA Cup final day. Um, Man City beat us. What felt like twenty three one nil. And I honestly kept getting looks from scousers like fucking hell, lad. Like really, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, like fucking. Why Watford? Well, just sort of got into it. Got into. I wasn't into football when I was a kid. My dad was a Formula One guy, right. and I got to school, 
What? And Dan couldn't drive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's not how Formula One works. <laughs> you can't follow Formula One. Where's your license? <laughs> And um, I got to school and I had one geeky mate and we tried to be all like weird and geeky and support a team that no one else supported. And I really enjoyed the process. Everyone was like, United, Blackburn Rovers. And we were like, fucking Watford. And everyone hated it, but had nothing to hate us for. Because we were a lower league team from the fucking south. But then you? do you have like a preference in of another, like do you have another team that like, you know like the way Scottish no. people have an English team. Do you have like anything like, as in like you would go, well, in the, um, in the top part of the league Purely Because it makes me more buoyant On the podcast His second team is probably Liverpool now Because it leads to better episodes right, okay. I honestly <laughs> Don't actually Give a shit about Liverpool FC <laughs> That much But when they're winning leagues He's fucking great fun <laughs> So if we could go On a 20 year Dominant Oh yeah And we've got like a And a Carabao Cup for Carl Keeping up the Everton <laughs> Just one Carabao yeah. Cup. Keep him happy. I mean, it'll be a big improvement. Can I just just a little side note? Because I don't think you've mentioned before that your dad was a Formula One guy. And if 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 you did, I didn't really pick you up on it. Why, why is that fun for anyone? I just don't get and it's gone. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, well, if that's what you boil it down to, doesn't sound great, does it? But it is like if you know formula one you know the backstory you know the teams you know the drivers and you know after a while how difficult it is to overtake or whatever it is quite in- entertaining but it's not an easy sport what do they call it like as a tourist if you yeah. just fucking flick it on and i think that's why football our football is the most popular sport because even your mum gets it yeah there's a ball don't touch it with your hands kick it over there <laughs> When it's in that net, Maureen, when it's in the net, it's a goal. One goal is one point. Like, it's not complicated, is it? Try explaining rugby, rugby union to someone who doesn't get it. Because it's fucking complicated. Shite. It's a kick for points, but if you kick it there, that's different points. And if you score it there, but you can't, and then you can't pass it forward, it's complicated. And then sometimes they just have a big muddy cuddle. Like, it's weird, isn't it? But, but then, Formula One's the same. If you don't know, you're just seeing cars going. Row. But if you're into it, it's pretty fucking entertaining. I've lost it, a bit. but it's like the the pit stop though. That's when I kind of go, wow, look how amazingly quick the mechanics are. But I'm like, imagine like football. <laughs> the best you bit. It's like, but imagine like football. The best bit of it was the substitutions. You know what I mean? It's like it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking. I'm not even caring about the like. I'm like I'd, I don't know anyone who's ever said that to me. Like my favourite bit is the pit stop because I've actually worked minimum wage in a quick fit and I really respect the, what those guys can do. Do you know he just came in for fuel and an MOT? That's a really interesting viewpoint. Um, yeah, they change wheels so fast. I've been to Formula One races like at the track a few times, and I tell you what, that is some of the ugliest fucking punter you will see at sport like it's just a load of fucking dads who like cars an occasional gremlin that someone's calling his wife it is not a good looking bunch like I'm fucking I love Formula One and everyone's got their like little teams kit loads of umbrellas and kits they have kits like I've got a Ferrari kit Really? P.S. Anyone wearing a Ferrari kit is a cunt or a child or Polish <laughs> What nationality um, uh, The McLaren country Oh McLaren's a sound McLaren supporters are sound It's a bit British it's And what about Red cool. Bull 
a bit young, a bit poncy, fine. Because it's a bit cooler, you know. Sounds like a car would support that. Happy Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes is now like the. If you're English, that will probably be who you support because of Lewis Hamilton. McLaren. Isn't he McLaren? McLaren's like. No, he used to be McLaren. Now he's Mercedes. McLaren's like because they've got Lando Norris. I know more about this than I'd actually like. So do they get do transfers like footy? They're just free contracts. They don't buy you. Co- they just get to an end of a contract and like, will you move here? We'll give you a fuck ton of money. They do a load of Bosman frees basically. Right. Okay. Ferrari is never that. Although they're like a prestige name, you see someone in Ferrari and you're like, nah, you fucking knob. Where was Michael Schumacher? Was he Ferrari? He was a Benetton, then Ferrari, then Mercedes. Sweet. I only know him and Lewis Hamilton. And then you get the occasional bellend who's like a hipster who's like, actually, I uh, I really like Force India and I've still got the the mechanics top from Force India 2018 and you know he's a bellend. So when you say a kit though, is it like footy kit or <laughs> looking at me like I'm a dick do you think what they got shorts and socks just merch you know it's just like the so the jacket it's like Mercedes and like, yeah. and like do they have keks yeah you can't I mean so you can wear what Lewis Hamilton wears basically no no because that's do the do they full... have an away version mate that's the jumpsuit <laughs> then you look a real bellend well, can you buy the jumpsuits you can they're about 250 quid if you honestly as a grown man, were walking around Silverstone, round the stadium, with the full Mercedes jumpsuit and the Puma-like racing boots and a helmet, you better be wearing the helmet because someone's going to punch you in the back of the head because you're a fucking bellend. I just don't see the point. I only really got into the NFL because I like the fucking costumes and that, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just, you know, it's what, it's what people... When I used to go when I was a kid, people just gave out cigarettes because it was back in the day where Formula One... Even to you. <laughs> yeah, kid. It's different here. Is it mainly men you, that are in the stands? Mainly. Few trolls. I was even wondering, I get like why women and men are separated for like football and like rugby and like tennis and stuff because of like the size of muscles and the physical thing. But what is that got? Could you not have female yeah. Formula One? You mean just put them all in? Yeah. Like have the women compete with the men? Yeah. I always think about that with darts. Why are women worse at darts? <laughs> They're worse at nearly every sport physically, aren't they? But what about like darts is so fucking if was well, not the question I was asking. No, no. Do you know Formula One actually asking though what what is it about this? What what have men got? Hand eye coordination. Alright. <laughs> so does that mean we're You made it a hate crime then? <laughs> yeah. So we are better at driving. Formula One is not the men's Formula One. It's Formula One. There just aren't any women really? better than the men. Right. So there's no women's version of Formula One. No, there's Formula One. That's for women as well. But they just don't qualify. They're just not good enough. <laughs> there's been a couple of Formula One drivers. There's a there's a trying woman. Trying to take the heat off me now. <laughs> no, I'm just. They're just not. I'm not even trying to do. Hey, it's bloody driving, lads. <laughs> Thank fuck, it's not Formula One parking. When you, you know what I'm saying. When, when you say they're not good enough, have they tried? Has there ever been a woman who's come along? I mean, like I'm fucking getting involved, me. Well, there's been a few female test drivers. One lost her eye, and this is not funny. About five years ago, one. <laughs> Don't ever say it's not funny before saying a story. <laughs> oh no, I really wish I'd not said this because I, I know he's gone. But she drove into a truck. <laughs> What was the truck doing on the Formula One truck? <laughs> it wasn't on the 
Test drive, you soft twat. She basically lost control. It's not funny. She's fucking. fucking when the M6 goes down to one lane, she's just stuck behind it in a fucking Ferrari. Get out the way! You're passing him on the right. She's 361. You stupid cunt! Get out of me way! She's trying to go through the middle. Eyes gone. Did you think this? Do you think for, like Formula One's gone a bit weird? It's just racing. We're going to make it more like driving. We're going to have roadworks and a diversion at turn three. You're going to fuck off around the local council estate, and we're going to have kids running over the start and finish line just to make it realistic. <laughs> but you said there's a female driver not on the, the form- track. But you didn't say that. I know. You just said she hit a truck. <laughs> she hit a truck coming back from testing. And she's like, it's, it took her eye out. Was she driving a Formula One car when she did it, or was she in like a fucking Ford Focus? No, she, no, she was in a Formula One car. Yeah. <laughs> it, where, where was how going? was she in a Formula One car and had the ability to hit the truck? You can't drive a Formula One car on the motorway, can you? No, I think it was behind the. It was off the track, right? And I think as as much as I know, I mean, it was a bad incident. Why was there a truck there? What do you need a truck for or a Formula One track? Loading the car on and off. I think it comes in in a truck. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, they don't drive it from the garage, do they? <laughs> hey, right, lads, Formula One race this weekend. Get a good ring up Ferrari. Tell them to drive to fucking Germany over the Alps in the Formula One car. They do load them up and then unload them. Well, how many can you get in a truck? It's not a f- <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love that I know exactly what your reasoning is on all of this. <laughs> Like, I get why you think like that, but there's not like, there's just, I think it's one a truck. One a truck. Have you seen cars? How fucking with like economically McQueen? inefficient is that? To be like, we've got to get this car over there, put it in a truck and drive the truck. Yeah, I think that's not the only problem with economic efficiency and like e- pollution with the Formula One. No, but it is a problem, isn't it? It's, I think it might. It's like the easiest thing to solve. Just drive the fucking car. Yeah. What about when they're or in put, Australia? Like, well, they're not driving the fucking truck when it's into Australian as well, are they? They put it on a plane. Well, but they put the truck on. They put a, the car in the truck and then the truck on the plane. What Honestly, are you talking about? You look at me sometimes like I'm a fucking dickhead, and then you say that. But you're looking at me like they drive each individual Formula One car through fucking Papua New Guinea, get a ferry, <laughs> like fucking hell, boys. We only have one race every five years, but this Australian Grand Prix is worth the wait. But I don't really see the need for the truck. It's already a car. (laughs) What if there's a speed bump? That's like driving the ambulance into the hospital, but leaving you in the ambulance. But then also, if the the car... Hi, Larry. Welcome back. (laughs) This is your episode. I actually thought I'll just spark this up because I'm going to be waiting a while. Um, But yeah, the speed bumps, also the fact that if you crash it, apparently it's going to take an eye out. But then also... If you crash it in a normal car, there's that like a crumple zone, but in a Formula One car, there's not, so they wouldn't meet the safety standards. To actually oh, the do, fucking Microsoft paperclip here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I've got the actual answer. We don't want that, okay? We want absolute speculation and nothing else. You want a Formula One car that is literally testing the limits of what a motorised vehicle can do, can also pass a fucking MOT and be road safe? Uh, what's the point of the Formula One if it can't go to Tesco and back? Actually, isn't the thing? How fast can Formula One cars go? 220 miles an hour, 230 miles no. an hour. 200 odd miles an hour? You could get up to that on the M6 toll, though, when you pay a fiver. <laughs> Is that allowed? Page a fiver, break the land speed record. <laughs> <laughs> I, am I, I'm not the only one who thinks... No when, one pays the M6 toll and then does fucking 69, though, do they? I honestly 
think you once you've paid five pound eighty, you should be allowed to do what fucking speed you want. It's I, just I you and do. a load of other Tories. Like I do, and it's a private road. There's no laws on it. Nope. Oh, hold on. I've heard that before, but then I see all, I see all the nope. signs about the. What do you mean? Thing. Nope. Nope. What do you mean? Do you think because you paid £5.80 you can bury a woman's body or something? <laughs> what did you think? Ah, oh, finally, I'm free of the laws of the land. I'm on the toll road. I've just shot no, six people. Murder's murder. But you can... <laughs> you can't get a speeding ticket there. You can. Fucking hell. He knows full well you can't. Come on. What speed have you been doing on the M6 toll road? Whatever. Until my car starts shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs> I've paid my five eighty. I'm getting my fucking. He's the. Can I, just, can I just pay the fiver for that one? That one, two hundred yards of chaos after the toll, where there's no lanes. I fucking love that bit. You it's know, so good. it's like the start of Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> You try and get the boost, and then you ghost from the last time you're on on the M6. Well, now that I know I'm breaking the law, next time my ghost's going to be fucking off, mate, and I'm just going to be like, I've never been caught out. I've hit 100 on the M6 stall. If there's any police officers watching, you know where you can get your little. This is a comedy podcast, and everything we say is for entertainment purposes only. Please don't take it seriously. Oh, by the way, we are in the first line of that question that we didn't ask about 28 minutes ago. 23 minutes ago. A scally in Concert (laughs) Square. (laughs) (laughs) How fucking long was that conversation I sat out for? Fucking ridiculous. And I'm honestly, Larry, it's been a pleasure having you. You've been gold dust. But sometimes we're basically just getting people into witness and argument. (laughs) I know. It's that like you need to. Like, I, I just. I thought if I if I join in, it's going to be utter chaos. I mean, no, you're the voice of reason. What? This is what I have to deal with. It's my business partner, my friend. <laughs> Online knobhead. You never leave the studio. <laughs> but no. But right. You've paid five eighty. <laughs> a scallion concert square. Jesus Christ offers you a pill. That's the end of it. What are you saying? No. He says if you take it, you'll unlock infinite knowledge in your brain. You'll be the smartest man to have ever lived on the planet but he warns you that the side effect of the pill is that you will shit yourself at unexpected times every day for the rest of your life larry are you taking it basically limitless like the like that film with yeah bradley yeah, cooper yeah but you, you'd be in, you'd just begin to have you'd begin to have some kind of like way of handling shitting yourself like oh yeah because it didn't say anything about not wearing a nappy or whatever like that Oh, that feels disappointing though, doesn't it? Limitless. You're literally a higher functioning human being wearing an adult nappy that smells of poo. <laughs> I know, but it means it's... I've cured COVID. <laughs> I reckon I'm like a pizza and a milkshake away from being there anyway. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is, do you want to be where you're going to be in five years and dead clever or where you're going to be in five years and as stupid as you are now? So yeah, I'm taking the pill. <laughs> It's basically not a hard question if you've got IBS already, yeah. is it? Like, do you want to be cleverer or not? <laughs> <laughs> but the problem I have with it is that it's a scallion concert square and you sort of like, he might be lying here and that's just a fucking Gary. Yeah. Why does All it right. have to be that? That's what I'm thinking. Can I just say? Like, who, who would believe someone in the street that told Liam you Liam Witterick, you've made it least... more convoluted than it needs to be. I love the question. But basically, you've preempted yeah, it. 
Fuck off! Give us a character. Think link. more about this question you sent us for free. Liam Whitteret, right? A guy comes up and he's got blood stains on his collar and he smells a little bit like fish. Um, as he coughs up phlegm onto the set, he offers you a pill. Like that has sort of coloured the question, isn't it? But is, if, it, if it, basically, if a lab came and got in touch, like, "Hi, Larry, we're from Dead Good Medicines," <laughs> I wouldn't believe that. Fucking delete that one will immediately. Ta- will you take this? <laughs> The reason why, the, but the reason why Neil took the pills off Morpheus in the Matrix is because he knew him. It wasn't Morpheus didn't just come up to him in the middle, and he saved his life already. He didn't just come up to him in the middle of a square, being like, "Hey, mate, just so you know, you're going to learn about the oh. whole." Thing. So you're saying if a smackhead saved your life, so you're about to step in front of a boss and someone who stinks of piss, sweaty, clearly a bit fucking clicky, and he pulls you back, you're like, "Thanks, mate." And then he's like, "Do you want one of these, lads?" You're like, "Absolutely." I got, you I me like, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> I got, I got a, it, it would have been a very different film, The Matrix, wouldn't it, if it had been some fucking skaghead from Concert Square? Like, yeah, lads, we're gonna, we're gonna take a blue order, dads. I can't remember which ones, which, but when you, when people are shooting at you, you go fucking float on them, like, just whistle by and you'd be dead good at your, like, tax return. <laughs> it's like a big machine. What I mean, oh. I'd have taken, I'd have, Morpheus, yeah, well, Lawrence Fishburne in fucking glasses. Offers you drugs. A big black man offers like a pill. He'd be like, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, so he's wearing a leather jacket. How much cooler does he need to be in it? <laughs> does that make you feel? Oh, feel mate, that the thing that his jacket does, like, just when it's a bit windy and there's a wee bit at the bottom. I think oh, that's man. male privilege, that you know, because any woman who's approached by a man in a leather jacket offering pills is running a mile. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how big the jacket is, though, because a leather jacket that only goes down to your your belt, you think, well, you're clearly a loser. And then if it goes longer, then uh... hey, can I just... <laughs> that's all I wear. <laughs> can I just say this is black pl- privilege? Because if you have a leather coat that goes all the way to the floor and it flaps, and you're a white guy, everyone's like, oh, it's you look like someone. Goth. It's yeah. not even just a goth. You look like someone who wanted to be a magician but didn't have the confidence. Oh yeah, and if you're a black guy, it's like, oh my god, let's take a pill together. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, should we do it? This is. And been- so we've come to the <laughs> end of the road. It's been a really good nine months, though. And I, you know what? To get this far, we've done really well. <laughs> we've got to have a word, though. Have we? We've got to have a word. It's time to have a word with Adam and Dan. Oh, nope. Um, and then we've also got the, the hoodie to give away. Yeah, yeah, Oh, we've got some admin, mate. Some I admin. Can, but listening to you guys for the past hour or so, I could not believe neither of you are, like, put in brand of offensive comedians. Because <laughs> some of the shit I've heard on this podcast, I'm like, whoa, you've not been able to say that since 2002, guys. Okay, so here's the thing. Right. Um, because both of us, like, you know, we've done quite well in our careers, you know, we, we do quite well on the circuit, right. the odd bit of TV here and there, but no one within the industry really gives a fuck about either of us, so they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you know how you've done Live at the Apollo? That's not worked out for me, so I'm going hard in the paint with this style of online content. Hey, I'm not knocking it. I think it's fucking hilarious. Well, from the start, like, our listenership sort of has pushed us, because at the start we were a bit sort of cheeky with each other. We didn't even really know each other that well at the start, but every bit of feedback was just like, just let it go. And we just, like, we wanted it to be as close to, like, this is what I always think. You know when a comic gets in trouble for something they said on stage? Mm. I'm always like, I'd love that. The person who complained about that to see what he said in the green room before he went on yeah, yeah, yeah. that conversation 
And this is just a mild version of that. Is that kind of thing of like, you know, the diff- when you, you somebody takes, a, if you were to look at most stand-ups conversations wrote down, but then if you actually see them or like actually live, you're like, oh, actually, yeah. And I suppose in the context of things, and you can tell by the tone of voice that they were only joking. Also, from my experience, let me just say this on the fucking record, right? God, the more cunty a comic <laughs> is on stage, you know, like the, the like the ones who say shit that they just think is funny, and they just if someone gets upset, they get upset. They tend to be the nicest ones yeah. off stage, and the little creepy sort of I've got a PowerPoint. They're the ones who are fucking fingering everyone. No wonder fu- who we're talking about <laughs> right now. Do you know what I mean? Bill Cosby, clean as a fucking whistle. Wet, wet, wet. Audible, audible bastard. Yeah, and then you know the ones who are de- like just say shit because they think it's funny. They tend to be that nice and sweet and really nice guys. Aye. Yeah, when I mentioned Frankie Boyle earlier, it's like he's actually really, really nice. Of course he is, because they're getting it out on stage. Like dark, dark and yeah, gruesome. One of the nicest dead sound comic. One Aye. of the nicest people I've met in comedy. In fact, the two nicest people I've met in comedy. Sorry to you two are Andrew Schultz and Jimmy Carr. And Jimmy Carr will say fucking anything on stage if you think it's funny. And Andrew Schultz is the same. Two of the nicest people I've ever met. Jim Jeffries is apparently lovely off stage, and he just says whatever he wants to say. It, I just... I, Adam, Adam, pick up our names because they don't do tour support. <laughs> um, Bill Bear. Uh, <laughs> call me Bill. I sent you seven texts. Uh, <laughs> Shall we do a have a word before we give away this hoodie? We've... Adam was just saying before he's, he loves the have a word and it's, it's, it's a solid way to we're trying to solve problems here right. the last one we did got a little bit wordy that was my fault this one short and sweet Larry we'd like you to help them out okay right. Dan Kelly says alright lids I'm going to read this in a Scouse accent because it's 100% a Scouser writing this in <laughs> alright lids have a word with me bird she was eating ice cream the other night and I had a go and used her spoon she looked at me like I was bumming her ma but she will happily put me bollocks in her mouth. I'm not the weird one here, am I? Have a word. So she got pissed off that he borrowed their spoon and didn't get her own. But yeah. how long have they been together? They share more than fucking a bit of phlegm, don't they? She puts she she puts fucking... bollocks in her mouth. She yeah. puts his bollocks in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. She's a fucking absolute knobhead. That's fucking mental. Are you... I even even think that thing of like even I mean, I wouldn't do it, but like, if you borrow someone's toothbrush, who you're about to fuck, it's like, who gives a shit? You're like, you're sharing your saliva anyway. I think it is worth saying, though, a couple that shares a toothbrush, like, that's our toothbrush, they need help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've just have one toothbrush for the two of us. Yeah. Oh, well. It's still not as pathetic as someone who shares their Facebook profile. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate of like, okay, well, one of you's been up to something. That screams Stendu, doesn't it? We're going on a stag and Hendu together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing well, is, no. Becky's a lovely partner. She just doesn't let me have my own social media presence. Okay, Becky's a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and you fingered someone in Corfu. In my experience, one. it's well more often that it with the face fake Facebook stuff, uh, the joint one, it's always the man who's the fucking you're not seeing anyone. Defo. Maybe. In my experience. Uh, Maybe. Well, I suppose I wouldn't be able to know in any experience. I would be like, no, it's In you, my exp- experience, men are more possessive than women. Isn't what I'm actually thinking in my head of like the way you're talking about men and women, I'm actually thinking is it top or bottoms are more like this. <laughs> That's usually the way that the, 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 my lot do it really <laughs> Bot- with bottoms but that would be a weird wouldn't it if you're a submissive but you're really controlling at the same time like pin me down don't phone your sister 
I want to be tied up, but you better not go and see your fucking friend for his birthday. That's a bit weird. <laughs> it's a weird little juxtaposition. I suppose, but then there's an. I've I had a conversation with a comic about who comedians who tend to be, you know, like there's low, uh, lower status and higher status, and like of like. I mean, I think most most American comics you see are higher status because you know they're cool and all that and then a lot but most British ones are lower status oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry everyone um, but we were saying that the comedians that tend to be higher status tend to be submissive in the bedroom and lower status tend to be uh, dominant in the bedroom and I've not had sex with enough comedians to, but all enough, enough comedians, comedians yes, have I've, you fucked comics I've, I've never fucked a comic I've sucked a comic off but I've not fucked a comic I've not been in like um, this podcast is going to f- f- end really interestingly. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this will be a new one. I thought we talked about blowjobs. Then I mean, oh fuck! Uh, last night uh, I received a blowjob, and um, and <laughs> why in my voice? I don't know. Every time oh. I get my dick sucked, okay. I go a little bit northern. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh. Yeah, I keep. I mean, Brexit means Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a new tattoo uh, yesterday morning and it's you know Gizmo from Gremlins but it's him but he's uh, I didn't realise the way he's facing he's staring at at you there yeah so but he he makes eye contact with someone sucking it apparently as I found out when they were laughing during what the fuck why did you get the tattoo of of Gizmo that close to your dick well because there was a mole there I wanted to cover up (laughs) Make that his bubble! (laughs) (laughs) Don't get it wet! (laughs) Oh, that's a really realistic tattoo of the Gruffalo. He's got really. He's got knobbly knees. (laughs) Well, actually. You haven't got tattoos, have you? No. If you were going to get one, is there something you would get covered up? Um, I'd just get an eye patch, me. I've got. Go black the whole thing. But then your eye, like your eye is still open. Like oh, that'd be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it, you just look like half a panda. <laughs> I get it. That would bring so much more attention to it as well. Like, What's up? Oh, so, arrow! This is weird, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, Dean Cochran has done uh, our artwork that we're yeah. sending out to the ten pound patrons. I now that we know a talented tattoo artist, I would love to get one done before like it's one of them things. It's not gonna be Gizmo or the Gruffalo. But I would but I've got bad skin, I've got a bit of like crappy skin. I don't know if it's just gonna fucking annoy it. That's if why I've never got if one. If I got one, I would get Newton's cradle on my chest and make my nipples look like the balls. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that would take, take How fat would you have to get to be to, to get them? <laughs> If I had big, like, if I was a woman and I had that, and then my tits were going, then you'd definitely come on. They're going anyway. You might as well do Newton's Cradle and just be like, kids, watch this. Have I have I told you why I haven't got tattoos? Because I want when I was like ten, I wanted to be a fucking bad skem fucking wool and get the liver beard. Because I'm a kid, I'm like I'm a Liverpool fan. Ugh, it creeps me out now. I want to get like a liver beard there. Sorry, t- about five percent of our listeners have got that tattoo. By the way, uh, it, look, sorry I, guys. F- fair play to you, but I just I think it's a bit fucking shite. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to get it. I mean, mum went to me. She's pissed on the couch. She's a bit fucking out of it, and she goes, "You can't ever get a tattoo." And this is why: if you get one, and you'd ever like murder someone, you'd be too easy to identify. 
yeah. That was her, that was her life advice. I like how much faith she had in me as a human. That, that guy with the, gre- the gremlins tattoo, he fucking said a dead baby joke. <laughs> <laughs> Bun- and buried it in the a- M6 tool. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> can, can, I, can I just tell you, if if um, if you're doing dead baby jokes while that tattoo is visible, then that's your own fucking doing. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird party. Here's me, dick. Then. Here's me tattoo. And then knock, knock. <laughs> Harry, you, your- you suit this podcast a lot, by the way. <laughs> Well, You've tuned there. into this very well. Oh, it's, it's lad bands, mate. <laughs> bit of Formula One. <laughs> bit of gay banner. Fucking we even talked about boobs at the end. I'm blending in. This is, this is me before I came out. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about the vage. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? Question for you. Because you've mentioned this on stage before. You, you're not um, a camp man. So you... You, you, you. When you tell people in the audience that you're gay, sometimes it's a surprise, isn't it? Yeah. So, were your family surprised? No, no, no. They fucking smell it, man. Really? Right. Well, because my brother was like, "Oh, I could tell because you didn't have any girlfriends and you're 23." I was like, "Well, it's either he's gay or a loser." And then uh, my my dad isn't said, that a confidence instilling in you though that he he went straight to gay and didn't really consider the loser. <laughs> He's either gay or a loser, and that is not a fucking loser. <laughs> you spun it in a nice way, actually. It's up before, uh, and then my dad was like, "Oh, I can tell because you you wore jewellery." <laughs> I was like, "Dad, it's a ring." Apparently, <laughs> like, this me- this means I'm a bender in Glasgow. But uh, my mum as well. I think as I told them years before, and then they were like, "Oh, that's a phase." And I was like, when I was 23, I was like, "Just you know that phase that's still happening." By the way, what you? <laughs> That's so not of this era now. Now, if a, like, a teenage lad came out of him, like, oh my God, we're going to be so supportive. Back in the day, it was like, I'm gay. Ah, no, you know. You're fucking. That's if he's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I'd be terrified though if, like, even like as a homophobe as well, you'd be like thinking, oh no, if I'm not okay with this, there's gonna, there's, they're going to post about it on social media and there's going to get loads of retweets. <laughs> <laughs> my dad told me to leave. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I saw a thing, a video the other day, and uh, um, of this person accepting like a child coming out as gay, and I'm like, who? Why are you videoing your kid coming out as gay to you, like, and then trying to basically using it as a leverage to get likes on social media? I was like, that's fucking weird, man. Like, I, I'd, be, I'd rather yeah. my parents hated me for being gay than it's like when people post about like their mum being dead and stuff, and you're just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. call back to it. I don't usually talk about per- it's always that shit of I don't usually talk about personal life on uh, on here, and you're just like, do. <laughs> <laughs> he's just done it. Don't usually. He was post. doing a joke, and you sort of lent into it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you didn't realize the other oh, two right. days ago it was the anniversary of my mum's death, and I did a big post about oh, how I don't like these posts. We spoke about it earlier in the episode before you got here. It's oh, really funny. fucking funny. I mean, I'm with you as well, by the way. Whenever I say it, I'm like, Ugh! Ugh! oh, well, I think we can. I mean, I, th- I think we can agree. And I feel that. exactly the same when a gay person comes out. <laughs> How'd you, you do when it? You did that thing with Freddie Quinn in uh, in Edinburgh, that rap battle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long after your mum had died was that? Uh, about a year. All right, within a year, you were already months. having jokes done about it on stage to you. Yeah, That's I'm not right. sensitive though. Like, I, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I can't be the comic that I like being and sort of making inappropriate jokes and then tell someone you can't make an inappropriate joke. Yeah, yeah. I I did like the night after my mum died. I went and did a gig and it was one of the best. Like, probably 
wasn't, but it felt like one of the best gigs I've ever had. Of course, you had a terrible day the day before. Of course yeah, just in comparison, <laughs> just like, this is really good, actually. Day, I just had a toffee crisp, but it was <laughs> wonderful. You know, because it wasn't the saddest thing that's happened to me in my life. But yeah, I, 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 on the day, I think we've mentioned this on the show, but we might not have, actually. On the day my mum died, yeah. so all the, all the family come to the house, um, and uh, Carl woke. Carl was woken up by his girlfriend who said, "Just go round to Adams, his mum's dad." Because it happened overnight, mm-hmm. um, and it, his missus woke him up and sent him round. And then a lot of the family dispersed. But me, me dad, me little brother, me mum's sister, me auntie, and Carl went to the pub by ours just to have a few pints and just deal with it. However, and me and Carl are quite partial to a yama joke, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, on that day, quite a heavy day. But you're just in the habit of it. So we're. I, I went to <laughs> get us some nuts, please. I'd like some nuts or something like that. And he went, Your ma loves salty nuts. And then the blood that drained, I had him. Do you know what I mean? I just had him. He was, he, I've never seen him look that uncomfortable. It, it, 12 years we've been best mates, and he was just like, Too soon? <laughs> <laughs> like, panting. And I was just dead smug. Like, it didn't hurt me at all. I was just like, Oh, this is so. Yeah, I just felt the power in me on I was like, I can make him feel as bad as I <laughs> want. This fucking wake. So warm. yeah, Freddie Quinn, 11 months later, didn't quite get me because 11 hours after she'd passed, he was like, your mom wants salty nuts. Oh, no, no, then. Yeah. At the same time, though, you know that there's people that will like, of, they'll be, oh, I'm trying to think. All right, so say, say I had a bad coming out story, whatever, but then if someone did a joke about it, then there's some people that, if they were in that situation, they would, they would be like, no jokes about it for like for, for, forever. Yeah. So but like, well, what's the fucking. Because you're not saying that thing of like Richard Pryor, like, so I just noticed the poster behind you of like when he was talking about how his uh, his his dad's funeral and his mum and stuff, and the, the thing of him going on fire and stuff like that. And then when you kind of realise that all that stuff was true, I'd, rather than there be a sad bit in the show, because he doesn't do any sad bits in the show, but you realise it's all true at the end and you go, fuck, I can't believe I actually laughed at that. Rather than going, oh god, it's real it's, comedy. It's, though, comedy and stuff. tragedy are so close together. There's a very thin line between it, and I like, I don't really do much of it anymore. But I do have that comic thing in me where when something shit happens, I'm like, I might get a bit out of that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very sort of British comic thing to do. Go, oh, tragedy. Well, that'll be a routine in a year or whatever. I had that when they laughed when he gave me a blowjob last night. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it brutal? And you're like, yeah. oh, that's gonna be a bit. Oh, Thank it you. absolutely will be a bit. Nothing, darling. Just let me do. <laughs> <laughs> but Larry, do you not find it suspicious when comics are touchy about stuff? I just, I know we're not like inhuman, and I know there's buttons you can press. But when a comic's like, hey. It's not all right to joke about that. I almost feel like, yeah, you're not a proper comic then. Yeah, no, so, I, totally. I, but a lot of the stuff I see online, uh, on any social media stuff, uh, the, what do you call it? The virtue signaling. Yeah. There's some people I believe that actually think this stuff and and I'm like, cool, that's that's your thing because I've got like a, uh, I think Russell Keane once told me that when he became famous, he picked one charity and that was because he thought, I'll put all my energy into that one charity and uh, and I kind of believe that with a lot of people but then sometimes I mean the when the Black Lives Matter thing was happening a few months my ex, one of my exes well not ex but it was like a guy I went on a couple of dates with you used the n-word when we were on one of those dates and then uh, and he does have a lot of racist tendencies hence it didn't really go anywhere and he's posted about Black Lives Matter and I'm like mm. it's a virtue signaling thing because it's like it makes him look good 
that he's part of this thing but he definitely doesn't believe it and I yeah. think a lot of comics do that as well it's like you don't believe this you just know this is a good 50 minute mark. you just like the look <laughs> of a bandwagon it's, and go oh I'm going to jump on this all the fucking time and I just make a note of it in my head and it's, it's they're just immediately someone who I will never trust I would love to see Adam's shit list written out here. <laughs> I'll you, fucking tell you on the Patreon episode. <laughs> have you got a list? Have you got a list of like fucking comics who you just like? Well, I don't there's trust people you. I don't trust, but then like, they seem sometimes you have to kind of because um, uh, the problem of being self-employed, you have to kind of be like, well, I need to be nice to them because then. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, there's there's but there's a total difference between being polite and being two-faced. Like there's comics mm. who I don't trust and don't like, but if I'm in a green room with them, I'm like, I oh, mate, you're all right. Yeah, all I'm right. gonna watch and I'll watch their set and I'll be like, oh, that was great. But I won't be like, do you want to go for a pint? That's yeah. when it becomes two-faced, isn't it? Yeah. Like, when you're you, friends, when you're trying to be not just comedy, like sound in the dressing yeah. room, mates. Let's go for a coffee and then you're on the phone as soon as they've gone up to be for a coffee with that fucking cunt. That's right. horrible. Just don't do that. But then I don't know. I've, I've bitched about comics before that I regret, and then I. But I usually when I bitched about them, in the middle of it, I've said I'm just jealous because it's always when something good's happened for them, and I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just being jealous. But I think everyone gets that thing of like, oh, you fucking did, and you're like, oh, actually, they're really nice. I made a very conscious. I think I've mentioned it. I made a very conscious decision a few years ago because when I started stand up, obviously a similar time to you, my mates were like Brennan Reese and Peace Otway, and they just took off faster than I did, and I was jealous of them. I was like, why are they getting a weekend at the Frog and I can barely get a Thursday and shit like that. And then I made a very conscious decision if, like a couple of years later to just be like, you've got to be the opposite of that. Mm. And genuinely since then, I'd never really get jealous of me mates. Like when Brennan Reese told me I've got live at the Apollo, I just hugged him immediately. I was like, lad, that's so sick. I was genuinely just happy for him because it's such an individual art form mm -hmm. and just something that someone else is doing <laughs> just doesn't matter. Fucking Brennan. <laughs> that cunt did live at the Apollo. He did. <laughs> I slagged you off when you got it. <laughs> it's it's good I, if you can get there. I, I generally started doing the same six months ago, I think. Oh, was it six? Oh, fuck, I didn't even know my time. About a year ago, I probably started doing this. It was around about last year I started doing the same thing because I was thinking, why am I even being fucking bitter about this? Because I know people hated it when I got anything. And I was like, and I didn't, and I was thinking, well, that's unfair because they don't. They don't realise of the stuff I've had to do to get this stuff, yeah. and I don't realise the stuff that they've had to do to get their stuff. And, all. and also, you've put the fucking work in. You play pretty much every club in the country. You can close them all, and you've had several successful owners. But that, like, the bitterness in the in the industry is <laughs> there's still going to be old guys who think they've worked harder. God, if they just needed a gay with an accent, oh, totally, totally. That's the thing, though. But, but I was beginning to think oh, I can't. I can't. I felt a bit of a. You know when you can go, oh god, I've been such a hypocrite because I was beginning to be like, oh, I can't believe they're doing that to me. And then I was thinking, I do that as well. Well, what a cunty thing so I stopped I made myself stop doing it but I was even I think it was because somebody changed my Wikipedia my mate was like <laughs> my mate was like uh, it was like did you uh, was somebody I went on a date with they said your Wikipedia's really weird I was like well first of all they were admitting that they saw my Wikipedia on my nice. first date uh, but then I, I read it and I was like Oh, that is really weird because it was saying somebody ch edited it saying I was a massive fraud and started bitching about me. I've got got to break this to you, right? So Wikipedia are actually quite good at when something like that happens, reverting it quite quickly. So it Most sounds to me like he did that. Say <laughs> <laughs> that was true, mate. That, that must be weird. Reference to me being a dick, <laughs> mate. That must be weird being single and having a Wikipedia. Do you know when you're like, you know when you're like, let's check the Facebook and let's go through about Insta and let's check Wikipedia. Like that's got to be a bit weird. Yeah, mm, yeah, but it's usually I tell to saying that I won't, I won't like them because then right. it's like who who fucking goes to that before meeting someone who goes to like who googles them. 
Yeah. They like checking a fucking radio. The, the furthest I go when I'm about to meet a girl is I'll find out where her parents live and just go and drive around and make sure it's a nice neighbourhood. But other than that, I don't really look into them. <laughs> Imagine if they reference your material <laughs> and they're trying to bang you. Like they're just about to give you a blowjob and be like, oh, <laughs> Gizmo, like from the Have a Word podcast. All right, let's do this. So anyway, yeah, you nice think- to meet the fans. So, um, so you think that she should share a spoon? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's um, so ridiculous. Yeah, she like... should share the fucking spoon. Get, 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 <laughs> get over yourself. Share a toothbrush just to punish her as well. It's ridiculous. We're giving this away. This we have milked this fucking competition for all it's worth. Uh, Larry, will you pick a will you pick a name out of there, please? So we, we, we've had thank you very much. We had hundreds and hundreds of entries for this. Um and pull it's, one out. Just it's pull a one of three out. orange hoodie. Uh and we very much appreciate it. Who has won? Josh Evans. Josh Evans. Welcome, it. Josh Evans. You get the hoodie. Uh, we'll be in touch, or you'll be in touch, or whatever, and uh, we'll send you the hoodie. And you can have two free tickets to any show you ever want to come to. Uh, only once. Steady on, Josh. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Congrats and commiserations to the 17,000 other people who entered. Thanks for coming, Larry. That's been an absolute Thanks pleasure. Well, that's well. a fucking epic. That's an hour and a half with Larry, and we did over an hour before. Beautiful. It's a fucking long one. It's going to be great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, where us. can everyone find you? Your shit. And have you got anything you want people to go and watch? Or? Uh, I don't know. That's a fucking. Uh, Watch your Instagram handle. Uh, Larry Dean Comedy. I'm on Larry Dean Comedy on all my social media shit. So. Sweet. Thanks for coming in, and I hope you come back again I, in a few months. I always think that bizarre at the end of sorry. I always think it's bizarre at the end of episodes because they're like, if they really like you, they'll try and find you anyway. Oh, it's <laughs> like, just no, good. People are yeah. lazy, man. Really? People are yeah. just like, like we had, we did a, a show recently where me and Dan were both on, and most of the people who came were because of the podcast. Right. And then uh, Brennan Reese did it with us, and we did the gig. And then last week when he was on, I was like, thank God he's on because I really, I loved him so much at the show that you did, but I just forgot his name. Oh, fuck. Yeah, people, do, people so are fucking on. lazy. People keep supporting live comedy because people say at the end of their sets. No That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Stay safe. Oh, my That's God. That's the yeah. Keep supporting live comedy. Stay safe, guys. And don't, like, yeah. don't get bum flu. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot all about the pandemic until Dan reminded me at the end of his <laughs> Guys, just and visit your local cinema and don't get bum flu. And stay safe and keep supporting live comedy. Visit your local cinema and don't get bum flu. That is the new motto of the Have A Word podcast. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs>